the giant monsters podcast where the hosts truly believe all right ready to go i'm ready <laughs> ready let's go the digivolution is up and running did you see did you hear did you know what's coming i'm rob i'm cameron and i'm kyle and today we're talking about digimon the movie 2000 2000 <laughs> in parentheses we in the 2000. 90s we were really into like adding the year that a movie came out at the end of it pokemon yeah, the it movie was the, 2000 it was 2000 it was yeah you're right 2000 <laughs> uh but uh, but first as always we must cover the news well, before I get to the news, I did want to just mention, of course, this is the second movie of Fan Month. Uh, we had a poll. You guys are the ones that voted for this. Uh, it was a little bit of a closer poll than the GMK one previously. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, this is this is what won. Uh, other movies that were up for vote were uh, Deadly Mantis, Ooh, yeah. uh, Last Dinosaur, and a revisited of Kong Skull Island. So, uh, as we always say every single time, we will be covering every single one of those movies at some point in Eventually. the future this was just determining <laughs> when we were going to do it uh so but first uh news so news we don't have a lot a lot of news but we do have some really good juicy pieces of Ooh, news what i would say um so first off uh there is a movie that we talked about a very 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 long time ago uh way 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 back in 2018 uh at at the earliest um where we talked about a movie, a Korean film called Monstrum, uh, and this movie uh, is a well. How would you describe the monster, Rob? How would you describe what it looks like? Okay, so the monster is kind of like if you took a tiger and you spray painted it black, like they did in that one uh, uh, movie from the eighties, uh, and then also it was like way way too big and also covered in boils and sores and like like knives and arrows and swords sticking out of its back okay cool yeah Yeah. it's straight (laughs) up a dark souls boss yeah definitely that's a very good description actually Uh oh (laughs) um so uh, this movie came out in 2018 in in, uh, in South Korea. Uh, we did not uh, hear anything else about it since then. Uh, so we assumed that like we just never see it. Uh, but lucky for us, uh, Shutter pulls through through yet again, hey. uh, and we are going to get a U.S. release of this film. Uh, it's going to be on their streaming platform. Uh, if you are curious about the plot as well as knowing the monster, what it looks like. Uh, so the plot is in the in the. Uh, in the 16th century, the plague has taken over and fear runs rampant <gasps> in the streets. When rumors of a vicious beast roaming the mountain, uh, called ter- Monstrum by the terrified masses, begin to spread, fear turns into panic. In order to quell the rising panic, the king brings his most trusted general, 
back from retirement, joined by his daughter, his right-hand man, and a loyal royal court officer, they set out to see if uh, they can find this mysterious creature. Is it real, or is it just a figment of mass imagination? Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Well, which is it? <laughs> we'll never know. They've we got, don't know. They've got that and Boar, two coverable movies. It's true. I watched Boar. I, I bought Boar on DVD. <laughs> I watched it, and it is definitely an on-the-fringe movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's actually some really fun stuff to talk about in that movie, Ooh. honestly. Um, some some good practical <gasps> effects, surprisingly. I love those. Oh. The first Australian uh, kaiju movie. We did it. We did it, folks. We made it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Monstrum's coming out later this year. Uh, I'm super excited to finally get my eyes on it. Uh, there is an American trailer um for it uh with with dub uh so in case you're curious what uh you know what everything is because i think previously we had literally just a korean trailer for it and we had no idea what was going on but the monster looked cool uh, so, <laughs> uh it does say the poster that i'm seeing it says in the in cinemas what? september 20th i don't know if that means it's getting a originally was supposed to get a limited release in theaters i don't know uh we'll keep an eye on that though if it does we're gonna go see it and cover it as a special report um but you know if it's yeah yeah. i should say say. um we'll find out anyway uh next piece of news moving right along um is going to be is it the HBO Max. Yes. So uh, HBO Max is a new streaming service coming from HBO. Uh, we've known about it for a while, but what we recently learned uh, is that the Criterion Collection of Godzilla, all of the stuff that they released uh, in that big old big old booklet that we just <gasps> got <laughs> recently, uh, is going to be available on the streaming platform, uh, as well as a few other giant monster classics like Rodan. War for the Gar- War of the Gar- War for the Gargantuas. That's War with the Gargantuas. War of the Gargantuas. <laughs> War of the Gargantuas. King Kong, nineteen thirty-three, and the X from Outer <gasps> Space. Um, oh, so that's that's really exciting. Um, monster fans really have never had a good streaming platform. Uh, I know right now they have they have the one for the Super Eye stuff. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. But other than that, like Godzilla and stuff, we've been basically just like it'll pop up on Hulu every once in a while, <laughs> or Amazon Prime will <laughs> or get Crackle. one, or you know, yeah, or Crackle. You know, uh, Crackle had a lot for a while. Uh, they had all the the Heisei's, if I remember right. Um, but anyway, uh, that's still really, really cool. Uh, HBO Max is looking to be a, a decent streaming platform. It's going to have a lot of fun movies on it. Um, and uh, it's going to be a great place for people to watch all those show of films if they don't want to shell out the cash to get the, uh, the, the big old Criterion set. And I completely understand not wanting to do that because it's not exactly cheap and neither is the Gamera one that's coming out in July. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so the next piece of news, uh, moving right through, uh, we have a release date for Nezra 1964. Um, that was years ago. A... What? We missed it. <laughs> Sorry, you said, uh, the way you said it sounded like we have a release date, it's 1964. <laughs> I know that's not what you meant, but that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a good joke because it was originally supposed to come out. It's, a good, it's a good joke, Rob. Uh, <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, so Nezra 1964, uh, the movie with our big old rat boy, uh, as we keep calling <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. Uh, is coming out in December in Japan. 
the poster uh, doesn't really show the kaiju, although we have seen the model of what it's going to look like. Yeah. But the poster does have one of our favorite Japanese actors, uh, the detective from the Gamera trilogy. Yeah. Front and front and center on the cover there, uh, and uh, I'm guessing that means he's going to be playing the main character. I think they're doing like a weird mockumentary thing, so I think he's going to be the director of the film. I think is what they're going to do. I don't know. Please, yeah, I just noticed because there's a guy with a camera. There's a guy with yeah. a camera standing on his right, so I'm guessing that's probably what they're going to oh, go with. No, uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so that's coming out in December. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we have no idea if there's going to be a U.S. release, although this poster is a, uni- is a U.S. poster. Yeah. Everything's in English on this poster, so maybe that means something. Anyway, all right. Um, last uh, but not least, the biggest news that we have today. Um, so I don't know if it's the quarantine or if it's just, uh, you know, just me not paying attention, but <laughs> uh, we actually have MonsterVerse news that came out of nowhere yesterday. <gasps> What? Uh, WonderCon. Uh, WonderCon did a digital-only presentation uh, yesterday. I think they're still doing some today for other stuff. Uh, but uh, basically, all the Comic-Cons are changing to doing digital stuff this year because of all the coronavirus, uh, including uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which we talked about at the very, very end of last episode because the news broke as we were talking. Uh so we're we 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 already were like excited to see like oh Warner Brothers is probably going to do some sort of panel a digital panel for big Comic Con, but we had no idea that anything was going to happen at this little Comic Con and WonderCon's not small but you know what I mean anyway um, <laughs> so what we got is a panel talking about the MonsterVerse comics and what is to come. So uh, we got an announcement of four new well three new and a, and just like confirming something that's happening but four or three brand new things one the godzilla prequel comic so we are getting a godzilla and kong (gasps) prequel comic for godzilla versus kong so there are going to be two prequel comics coming out for the movie which is great we all kind of suspected that might happen uh but we didn't have confirmation until now so the godzilla comic is going to be a comic from godzilla's perspective uh, and what they mean by that is it's not going to have a human character driving the story. Godzilla mm. is going to be driving the story. Um, so a lot of people have brought up there was a Godzilla comic from Dark Horse where he got teleported back in time. Uh, and it was like barely any dialogue. It was just all from his perspective fighting like this weird time dragon. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we'll get there the eventually. Time dragon. <laughs> Uh, and then a lot of people have, of course, have also brought up from the ID, IDW area, the Godzilla in Hell uh, comic yeah. series. It's Ooh, the yeah. same kind of thing. Well, Godzilla yeah. in Hell was very, there was no dialogue. Uh, and I like, well, it's, there was narration. There, there were boxes oh, that's that would true. pop up some. And, it's like yeah. a third party thing witnessing this. It's not like yeah. uh, Godzilla being like, you know, I wonder what a, what's up with all this hell <laughs> stuff going on I, here. I think I, I, yeah. I want to be a dancer. I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think there's going to be any like actual thought bubbles, but I do think <laughs> there might be some like text narration of what's happening. Um, so uh, another cool thing about it is uh, it is going to be the same artist that did uh, Godzilla Aftershock, uh, which we all praised his art Ooh, yeah. in Aftershock when we covered it. So that's really really cool. He's very detail oriented. There's a lot of a lot of heavy line work. 
uh, in his art, which is very, very cool. Uh, and also, he's very good at making Legendary Godzilla still look like Legendary Godzilla, unlike, you know, what we got in uh, uh, Awakening. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, we don't know a lot of details about what the comic's going to do, other than just be from his perspective. Uh, we do have some hints in some of the artwork that was shared, uh, where we see some prehistoric sea life swimming alongside Godzilla, uh, like plesiosaurs and mosasaurs and stuff like that. Um, so either they're going to make it canon in the MonsterVerse that there's some pocket survivors from the <laughs> Cretaceous era, or some of the t- uh, some of the comic is going to take place way, way, way back in the day. Mm. Uh, we don't know. Could be either or, or could be both. Uh, is that other a, thing is that a megalodon? Is that <laughs> Jason Statham? Yes, Jason Statham survived this whole time down here in the Hollow Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the only other piece of news that we got from the Godzilla comic side of things is we did find out that Scylla, our Thulu spider from King of the Monsters. Uh, is she is coming back and she is going to be in the comic because the artist, uh, I don't know if he was supposed to say it, but he let slip that it was one of his favorite ones to draw. <laughs> so, uh, whoops. <laughs> oopsies. <laughs> but uh, that's really cool. Uh, I hope we, uh, I've, al- I've always been a big proponent of bringing like the, the new Titans that we've gotten for the MonsterVerse, like bring them more to the forefront. Like, I know we all are here for Godzilla and Kong, but I still would love to see more Behemoth. I want to see more Scylla. I want to see more Methuselah. Like, the universe, it's supposed to be a universe of monsters, right? Like, just go all in, please. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, you set up the 17 Titans. Like, come on, fall through. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, moving on. So the next comic is the Kong prequel comic. Um, this one is going to be drawn by the same person who did the Kong Skull Island prequel, uh, prequel sequel comic that we haven't covered yet, but we will cover, uh, by the end of this year. (laughs) It's a prequel sequel. Uh, but, uh, so, and that art is really, really, really good, really detail oriented. Uh, and one of the things we got a glimpse of that we already, we already knew this new Titan was existed, but it's always good to see our big old bat boy in full full splayed cover My name art. is Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, Camazots, our, our big old big bat. Old bat boy. Uh, we got a big big panel of Camazots attacking a bunch of fighter jets. Yeah, get them. Uh, and Camazots is perched on top of a mountain, screaming. You get some good looks at, like... Screaming. <laughs> just screaming. Oh, I, just, I just hear in my head uh, just a man's voice. Just... I also noticed that he actually does have some like bat minions. It looks like oh, yeah. uh, there's some like other like smaller bats flying around him. Uh, so uh, he has uh, some design elements that we did not notice before in the previous little glimpses we had. Uh, he has two big old devil horns, except for one is broken off, probably in some sort of battle. Some um, big tussle, and then he has he has some big old he has a big old jaw. But his jaw is one only filled filled with like three teeth on the top <laughs> and then three teeth on the bottom. Oh, and then two, the bottom jaw looks like it might have been broken at Aww. some point and like you know like kind of not reset properly. Um, but 
yeah, so that's we get a good look at that. Uh, and of course, on this panel, which I know Rob is going to talk about, uh, we have uh. Uh, we have our main character for the Kong comic, which is going to be a fighter pilot, uh, a woman fire, fighter pilot. Uh, and we get a glimpse of her in this in this image that we have, and it's very silly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> someone describe it. She's okay. So it's like a bunch of fighter jets flying at this, you know, horrifying giant like bat monster that's shrieking on the top of this like mountain. And then, like over in the left hand side of the panel, you have this this like uh, lady pilot whose helmet is translucent for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if this is like pre, like before they finalized everything, but she has one hand up to like the side of her head and she's making this like wide mouth, like sneering yell face where <laughs> all of her teeth are exposed. So she's just like, ah, yeah. and it is the funniest looking thing I've ever seen. And I love that. It's just like this, like absolute hellscape with this giant bat monster. And then you cut over to a panel and there's someone just going, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe she's just gross. Yeah, so like, ew. Look, ew. Ew. <laughs> so yeah, so there might be a hint uh, with what they were talking about to this possibly being a dream sequence of her <laughs> seeing this for the first time. Uh, it's not in the picture that I shared, but in the actual full panel, they like panned down uh, or <laughs> tilted down. Sorry, tilted down, and you can see like a, it's a big picture of her head like screaming. I think you can even see like. I think you can see like her skull or something like it's like some cerebral like weird picture and then like it shows her waking up like in a bed. So um, which ties in to probably the most metal thing about Kamazots uh, is that he is known as the monster of nightmares. Yeah. Uh, the bringer of nightmares, as they said in the panel. That was my nickname back uh, in high school. <laughs> But it's just, it's so metal. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> and it's, especially with this picture, too. Yeah. Like, just looking at this picture and thinking, like, <laughs> the bringer of nightmares. <laughs> it's so good. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and then we did get a couple glimpses. Uh, our finally first full official look at uh, our Kong for GVK. Uh, beard and all. Yeah. He has the full... Uh, full not Kratos beard, but it is a, a it is a good good mm-hmm. good beard. Big curly mustache, uh, full mullet. No no mustache, unfortunately. <laughs> full full mullet, could, headband. I, I, I wish he had the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Just go full. I mean, because you know the last movie took place in the seventies. Why not? Yeah, you know, bring, bring it into, into the eighties. <laughs> He just doesn't understand. He thinks that's what like <laughs> normal culture is. <laughs> He's just trying to connect to us, trying to fit in. Um, but for the most part, I mean, he looks pretty much just like Kong from Skull Island. Uh, there's not much else different in his design. It's not like he has like a more pronounced. Uh, uh, a lot of, uh, or at least I thought maybe he was going to have more pronounced uh, top of his head, like the skull would have like grown out. Yeah. Because like if you've seen like adult silverbacks, they have that really pronounced crown to the top yeah. of their head. So I thought maybe they were going to have like it, like he's grown for so long that it's you know it's just more pronounced. Yeah. Um, because his dad, we haven't talked about that prequel comic yet, but in the prequel comic, you do see a picture of his dad, and he has the pronounced uh, yeah. crown. So, eh, it, it's fine, though. I'm not, like, upset that it's not there. I just <laughs> was wondering if it was going to be there. Um, so, uh, the other thing, you know, talking about bringing monsters in from the MonsterVerse uh, to all this ancillary media, media uh, uh, there is another one 
that was originally going to show up in Skull Island, but it got cut, uh, and it is a big old white tiger. Um, and the if you remember back to Skull Island, one of the things that uh, Jordan Voight Roberts wanted to do or was was inspired by was Miyazaki. So he went for like a very like white tiger spirit in the design. You can't see it in this picture, oh, yeah. But in the in the concept art, it's there. So I'm sure when we get a full look at this, uh, it'll be very. It's very like I don't know. It's it's not just a tiger. It's got like <laughs> whiskers that are really long and stuff like that. Anyway, um, but. Uh, one thing to note about it is it was originally going to be fairly large um, because comparing it to Kong's size in this picture, and this Kong is the full-grown one we're getting in GVK, who is almost height level with Godzilla. That's a big old tiger. <laughs> a big old tiger. <laughs> but, Does Kong uh, carry him anyway, around is what I, I want to know. I don't know. He he seems pretty pissed that the tiger's hurt. He seems pretty. He's, like, he, he's got my boy. Who who, <laughs> who did this? My, who did this uh, to my boy? <laughs> it's like his actual my cat. Kitty. I just noticed it's the size. It's the size of a real cat yeah. to Kong. Like <laughs> I hope that he carries him just oh, his man. arms, just like under the cat's sort of like armpits, with just the rest of the cat just kind of dangling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt you? Um, Who hurt my boy? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so so that's our first look at Kong in this prequel comic. We don't have release dates for these, obviously, probably because they don't really know if they're going to release GVK in November. Uh, <laughs> it's probably still like uh, we don't want to announce anything yet um, because everything's pretty much on a on a hold until we find out what's going to happen with this COVID thing. Yeah, as we move forward. Uh, Very fair. But, uh, the last new piece of information is <gasps> tied with the one that we talked about mm-hmm. last time. So last time we talked about a Godzilla vs. Kong board book. I thought uh, you were going to say Godzilla vs. Kong board game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I want that, but <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so uh, we've got another children's book coming uh, with this film. Uh, it's going to be a Kong picture book. Um, and, uh, it is being written and, uh, drawn by two, uh, oh God, what is the name? What's the name of like, uh, like if, if you win for, win an award for writing a book, what's usually the, I mean, New York times bestseller is one, obviously that's the one that always gets uh, thrown around, but uh, there's another Pulitzer or is that Pulitzer? journalism? No, uh, it's not Pulitzer, Peabody, but anyway. Know. I don't know. They've they both have won won various awards for their Olympic other Olympic gold. Um, so and they're both they both do kids books. One of them does a bunch of kids books for for Disney stuff uh, and stuff like that. So uh, they were both very excited to to work with Kong as a character, uh, which is fun. Uh, and then of course we got further confirmation, of course, that we will be getting a art book for Godzilla vs Kong, yeah. which we all knew about. So uh, anywho. Uh, that is all the news. Uh, breeze through that real quick, wow, as quick as I it. could. <laughs> that's all of it. <laughs> all right. Um, so, so, are you ready, Digi Destin, to travel into the digital I'm world? I'm ready. Well, then we'll be right back after these messages. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. The monster will destroy us all. Sure, look at that monster. The monster will destroy us all. Prehistoric monster. This monster you'll see. You think your bombs will stop him? Brew 
Digis, and we are back to talk about Digimon the movie 2000. 2000 Digimon movies? No, just 2000? The, the first of 2000 Digimon movies. It's very confusing. Oh, okay. They have, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a really like, you know, when a podcast has like their there's their numbers uh, and they throw zeros in the beginning. So it'll be like episode 001 and it's like, "Ooh, buddy." You had high hopes for the rest of this, uh, well, this a, podcast. That's here, a real huh? called shot, isn't it? That's a big, big claim. I want to make like a YouTube. I guess we could have done that. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are over. Uh, we're, like we're at 113. This is 113 episodes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, we're just not there number wise yet. <laughs> fair, true. We're climbing up that number. Yep. We're close. But hey, speaking of climbing up that number and getting close, before we talk about Digimon the movie, we should probably know a little bit about what Digimon are. Kyle, this sounds like more of your area of expertise. Would you take it away? Absolutely. First of all, I love Digimon. I grew up on the show, and uh, I have always I've been a fan for well since I was I guess what like fourteen, thirteen. I don't know when this show came out. Two thousand? No, it was nineteen ninety nine. I was younger than that. Uh, anyway, I guess this show did shape kind of my expectations about a lot of anime and a lot of like uh like how how kids cartoons can play out uh but anyway uh enough about that enough about me so what a digimon is uh a digimon is a digital monster it's, it's pretty much that simple uh a digimon is a creature that is made up of data usually lives in a place called the digital world uh that can be created by people sometimes, or it can just be an alternate universe. It can be various different things like that. Um, it, it, it doesn't really stay consistent, and it doesn't really need to, because the creatures are all just made from data. That's just the basics. Um, just like data, uh, you can add stuff to data and take stuff away from data, a.k.a. you can digivolve data and make it a larger creature or thing and you can de-digivolve aka take data away and make them back into their smaller form or make them even go further back uh so a lot of digimon relies on trying to fight uh, another digimon usually that digimon will be a virus type or infected by some sort of virus or some sort of you know, uh, just just it's bad just bad digimon <laughs> bad digimon sometimes it's the literal devil. um this is uh, multiple yeah, times. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so usually uh, Digimon are partnered with kids or teenagers, uh, depending on which series it is. Uh, and those people most of the time are referred to by the terminology Digidestined. Uh, that just means they have the ability to help their partner Digimon evolve to a higher level so they can fight uh, the yeah. bad guy. Yes. Um, most of, most of the time, with very few exceptions, uh, the bad Digimon or the other just Digimon living in the digital world do not digivolve instantaneously. It's a process just like growing up, mm. whereas the kids have these devices called digivices. Imagine that. Just throw digi in front of everything and you got <laughs> the idea. But uh, And that will allow their Digimon to digivolve, whereas the other creatures, like I said, would have to evolve yeah uh like live yeah other um, creatures need to so, uh eat plenty of digi doritos or 
or or other, or other Digimon, Digimon. In some series. <laughs> in some series, they have to eat the data of other Digimon. Once again, it's all just like a computer program. You add more stuff to it, it gains strength. It's a bigger file. It's the exact same idea. Um, but anyway, uh, so for the context of this movie, uh, the this movie start came out and was about the first two series of Digimon, which are direct sequels of each other. After this, after the first two series, they kind of went off and were individual series from that point on and never had any main connections back to the old stuff. Uh, so, uh, but these two have characters that tie in to both, uh, which Rob is about to talk about in the plot. Speaking of tie, this movie is three movies <laughs> tied together. Uh, so when I describe this plot, realize I'm describing three plots that were chopped and cut and edited together to make one pseudo cohesive story. And that word pseudo is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Uh, <laughs> also speaking of Ty, we started, the, we started the beginning as Ty and his sister, Kari, meet the first, their first Digimon four years before their adventure in the digital world. They meet Agumon, who mostly sits around and farts until he eventually becomes big and starts running wild on the city. Suddenly, a giant Digi-Egg appears in the sky to reveal an evil Digimon, Parrotmon. <laughs> it just sounds so undramatic, very, the reveal. Yeah, very anticlimactic <laughs> name. I mean, when I describe him in monster design, it's not going to be any better. <laughs> uh... uh Agumon digivolves into Greymon, and they start fighting. Uh, uh, all the characters who eventually become digidestined in season one witness the fight. Uh, then, through the power of friendship and whistles, Greymon is able to overcome the evil Parrotmon and defeat him. Meanwhile, in America, there's a kid named Willis who has twin Digimon. He is very important to this story. Remember him for later. Four years later, in another movie that was grafted onto this one, <laughs> Izzy, a huge nerd and fellow, dig fellow Digidestin, uh, discovers a virus on the internet, infecting a Digi-egg. At the same time, Ty is desperately trying to apologize to another Digidestin, Sora, after getting her a hair clip for her birthday, uh, which makes her mad because he thinks, or she thinks that he doesn't like her hair. Uh, which is only an excuse for why Sora is absent for the uh, for the rest of the movie. Uh, that goes the same for basically all the other Digidestin from season one. They all have excuses for why they're not there. Uh, there's a guy named Joe. He's at summer school. And then there's Mimi, uh, who has a cowboy hat. And she's chilling out in Hawaii. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> and Kari's at a birthday uh, yes. party. Kari's at a birthday party. Yeah. And unseen. <laughs> uh Izzy and Ty meet up and start investigating the new di uh, virus Digimon when suddenly they get a message from the digital world. <gasps> their old friends, Agumon and Tintamon, along with all of their other Digimon pals, are ready to help save the world from this virus threat. Uh, the only other Digidestined to join Ty are going to be TK and Matt, who are brothers currently visiting their grandmother. After some phone tag with TK and Matt, uh, they make their way to a local barbershop to get a computer and upload their Digimon, uh, Gabumon and Patamon, onto the net. Uh, the virus digivolves to its final form, Diaboromon, uh, after Agumon and Gabumon uh, warp digivolve into uh, warp Gray or sorry, War Greymon and Metal Garuruman. Metal Garuruman. 
Kangaroo Man. Kangaroo Man. That's on Digimon. The names are going to be. The names are going to be what trips me up the most. Um, but the heroes are getting some pretty bad lag due to a massive amount of emails sent to Ty and Izzy, including an apology from Willis. Again, remember him. He's very important. Uh, and some uh, prank emails from Diaboromon himself. Uh, Ty slaps the computer in anger and freezes it, uh, leaving War Greymon defenseless. Uh, with the heroes defeated, Diaboromon starts to multiply himself and sets a 10-minute timer that will launch two nukes towards Colorado, uh, one a missile you don't see, and a second one towards Ty's neighborhood. Whoa! Did I mention that Willis is there in Colorado? He's very important. Don't forget that. With <laughs> with the power of friendship from around the world, War Greymon and Metal Guru Man, Metal Guru Mon, <laughs> why does that one throw me off? I love Guru Are able to Man, wake though. up. <laughs> are able to wake up and chase the dastardly Digimon uh, into another area where he instantly defeats them again. But don't worry, using more friendship, they're able to DNA Digivolve and create Omnimon, where they fuse together, all a fusion dance. Um, the fusion manages to defeat <laughs> all one million copies of Dear Boromon, saving the day with only two seconds to spare. Um uh, Willis sends another email thanking them and then says that the virus that made uh, Diaboromon uh, has unfortunately tracked Willis down and infected one of his Digimon. No! <gasps> Four more years pass. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember that kid, Willis? Well, now he's in the plot. Uh, smash cut. TK and Kari are teens and hanging out in New York City when Kari's psychic abilities kick in and uh, alert her to some danger. Uh, the danger turns out to be Willis, who's running away from Windigomon, uh, who wants Willis to go back. A quick fight <laughs> happens, which leads to Willis running away from TK and Kari uh, as he tries to make his way back to Colorado, uh, where he's from. So he's trying to do the go back thing. I don't know why he's in New York. He's just there. So uh, he meets up with Davis and the other Digidestin from season two. Who are these people? We're not really sure. The only thing we know is that Davis is very similar to Ty, according to Kari. Davis and Willis get separated from the group uh, and have a quick uh, few fights and Digivolutions uh, before eventually they meet back up with the whole team again. Uh, once they meet up, Willis explains that uh, Indigomon is actually created by a virus that was sent from Diaboromon, and that's why he's all evil and weird. Uh, the heroes make their way to a large field of flowers that Willis calls home, uh, where Indigomon, or Windigomon, depending, uh, appears, uh, and then digivolves into Antillamon, which is a bunny thing, and then again into Kirpimon, who's more of like a clown bunny thing. Uh, suddenly, TK and Kari show up with their angel Digimon. Uh, Kirpimon uses a mysterious power to de-age the Digidestin, turning them back into little kids, uh, revealing that when he tells Willis to go back, he's saying go back in time before I got infected with this virus. Easy. Easy uh, to do. The angel, the angel <laughs> Digimon digivolve into their mega forms uh, and then create a golden egg. I don't know what a golden digi egg is, but they make it and then they give it to Willis and Davis. Uh, Willis and Davis's uh, Digimon take the golden eggs and golden armor Digivolve into Magnamon and Rapidmon, uh, who then get sucked into uh, Kirpimon, a la uh, Kid Buu fighting Vegito. Uh, and while inside uh, Windigomon, uh, he tells them to destroy him to beat the virus. Doing so, 
purifies Kirpimon, but also kills him. Uh, <laughs> after saying goodbye to his new friends, Willis and Terrymon walk back home and notice a Digieg floating in a beach nearby, somewhere in Colorado. On the Colorado coast, yep. And then the film <laughs> ends with a poorly edited shot of Indigomon dancing to the greatest song ever written, All Star by Smash Mouth, while Willis looks on and <laughs> looks on in horror. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's like i'm reliving the it. end so <laughs> so okay before we move on to characters and and deep dive into like who these people are i think we do need to address exactly what rob was talking about so the american version of this film <laughs> is actually uh three movies uh, from Japanese versions uh smashed into one with a few horribly like written edits to try and make everything connect to each other. Um, namely Willis, as Rob kept joking, uh, they just keep trying to throw away for him to like be relevant in every single story. Yes. Um, which isn't as noticeable in the first one because they're just like, oh yeah, well there's Willis and he got Digimon just when we did like, okay, fine. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's thing. pretty but weird because Kari has no reason to know anything about Willis. There's never any like. Well, but it's her future self talking. About oh, that's it, fair. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. But, Kari's narrating the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's her. Yeah. It's her from season two narrating it. So, um, or beyond, <gasps> I guess technically. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, um, so they they combine the t- the three movies. Um, so the first two movies. We're going to talk about this probably a lot as we move along, but the first two movies actually could mesh well together. They don't, since they're both the season one characters, like, yeah. it, and honestly, well, there's some continuity, with, like, because it's the same characters right. and most importantly, the same art style in both. Yes. Absolutely. And the same director. Yeah. Yes. And original. The same director. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very much um, so. And there's even, honestly, I'm just going to say it, there's also, in the Japanese version, there's literally a shot that connects the two movies where it shows Ty look up, I think, above Heightened View Terrace, and you see the Parrotmon Digi-Egg, like, as a flashback kind of thing. Yeah. And then it fades to the modern day. And so it's like, that would have been perfect. It's a perfect, like, segue from the one to the other. Like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> and... uh the most frustrating thing about this, uh, shout out to Christopher Groves on our Facebook, uh, is the writers uh, wanted the first the, the movie to literally just be the first two sections with like a little series montage slash overview edited in between them, just to keep you know get you the continuity of getting to the end, and then the basically would have been pretty much unedited, unedited, edited, edited, <laughs> unedited <laughs> from the original version. Uh, and that would have been just so much better. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I mean, not only because the animation would make more sense, but because it would be more narratively cohesive. Uh, and I, the reason they did this is that these are both OVAs. So are all three of these are OVAs. So they're only about 40 ish minutes each. They're longer than a yeah, cartoon the first... episode, but they're mm-hmm. shorter than an American movie. So to be able to make it like, be in theaters in america they were like we gotta splice this together but yeah which is the worst part which is the worst part because they you know the at the hour and 30 minute mark is the thing you want to try and hit right and that's what this movie is it's like an hour and 26 i think is what the american (laughs) version is but the thing that's frustrating is 
the first movie is like 35 minutes yeah. the for the first one and then the second movie is exactly an hour like i'm not even joking it's exactly an hour and 30 minutes but just the two combined you didn't need the third but you know why they needed the third <sighs> tell us why they needed the third cameron why did they need the third well, one well you see we got this new uh new season here that we want to promote we got to get everybody all excited <laughs> about it otherwise what's the point of all this <laughs> And we got to throw in the new Digimon that haven't really been shown in the series yet, that aren't established and won't make any sense to the story, because we got to sell those toys. Got to sell those toys. Also, one last thing. The most frustrating about these three movies being slapped together is that the third movie is the one that's actually not canon. Like, the first two movies are actually canon to the actual story of Digimon Season 1 and Digimon Season 2, but... The third movie doesn't happen because the gold digi egg thing is something that actually happens as a story plot point in Digimon season yes. two. It's so... a it's a whole there's a basically a whole arc revolving around it. So <laughs> the fact that it's just kind of haphazardly just thrown in here, it's just kind of like what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> this makes no sense. It makes no sense, but it's portrayed as though like it's a common sense thing that is like oh we have me and angel woman have to mega evolve and then we'll create the golden eggs for them which i'll, I'll talk about the mega evolution for we'll them later leave, because there's I guess. huge problems with this there's huge problems with them mega evolving but i'll talk about that later anyway <laughs> <laughs> rob why don't we go through some of these main characters, characters here? Yes, we shall. Rob, I'm ready so, to support uh, you if you need it. Perfect. So I know the these first... kids. <laughs> in the per- like the back of my head. <laughs> uh, in the first third of this movie, we have two main characters. We have uh, Ty and Kari. Uh, their personalities uh, don't deviate too, too much uh, because the voice no. actors didn't change anything about themselves. Um, but they're little kids. Uh, Ty runs around with big poofy hair, and uh, one day he will wear goggles. But right now he doesn't, as a little kid. Um, and he's too—he's too small. Yeah, he keeps small. Them he's around his tiny. neck like a, big shoes. like a cool rave necklace. Oh yeah, they're—they're they're big shoes to take take a step into, man. <laughs> you you got to be got to be cool to wear goggles. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then you've got Kari, who's his little sister, who hilariously communicates mostly through whistles in the movie (laughs) i'm sure that there's like a narrative point to that in like the original uh but boy oh boy is that missing from this it's actually there's not i mean she Um, had a whistle in in the show in yeah in yeah in season one i think the real reason for the whistle is because she was always sick Mm -hmm. so like she couldn't ever like she wasn't able to get words out a lot of time because she was always sick. Oh. So she used the whistle to communicate, I think is the actual reason. Wow. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah it's something, it's something there's, there is a narrative reason for it. I just don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> so I don't remember it very well. Uh, so we uh, smash cut uh, four years and this is where we get the iconic tie, uh, which is a yes. blue t-shirt. We got cargo shorts. We got a huge, uh, Spike Spiegel afro, and we got those cool aviator goggles on his forehead. So cool. Uh, Hell yeah. This is the coolest. <laughs> this, like, every single, like, 90s kid loves aviation goggles because of Ty. Yeah. I <laughs> did it. 100%. 
He is yep. he's the one who made who brought aviation goggles back in style. I mean, the fact is the goggles are the standard for main characters yes. in Digimon. <laughs> like every every Digimon has to have a goggle. Do they keep yes. wearing them after uh, <laughs> season three? Uh, I don't know. I know. Well, yes. Season his... four does. Oh, season four. Uh, yeah. So he gives his goggles to Davis in season yep. two. Yeah. You earned but then, these. Yeah, kid. Season three. Season three is not connected at all, but Takato does wear goggles. Yes. And then season four, I believe the main character still wears goggles. And I think Savers might be the one that breaks it, but I think he gets goggles later <laughs> in the season. I think like later in the show, he gets goggles. Get, wear these goggles. Uh, <laughs> so make you punch better. You got to punch these goggles onto your head. Oh, no. I remember what it was. It's a good plot point. Uh, uh, he, he he has to use the goggles to see the digital energy in the real world, oh, okay. if I remember right. <laughs> and so he puts them on, and it's a good reference. I, I think <laughs> I, could be, I could be mixing up series. But anyway, uh, um, so yeah, Ty's character, uh, he's, he's the- uh, De facto he's leader, the leader of the team. He's the leader, yeah. yeah he's the- he's, I wouldn't go out of my way to say he's, like the, he's the really cool kid, because he's definitely not. Uh, because that's Matt. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> he's kind of like a dork that like is you know easily flustered and like he's a really fun main character. Uh, I think he's he's also very flawed. Yes. in the show he's he's also he makes bad calls. Uh, he he makes bad calls all the time. <laughs> One of which makes a giant skeleton very... monster appear. But don't worry about that. Ooh, it's true, man. I remember it's, that. But one. it's. But it's very endearing to have him be like this main main leader character that's also extremely flawed. Yeah. How? Because uh, his his thing is courage, yeah. and everyone knows courage isn't always like the He's, best. Thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> like my sometimes favorite. Courage is not my great. favorite thing about Ty <laughs> is that his courage is very specifically like the chaotic, stupid form of courage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where he's he's, Listen, he's courageous because he doesn't think too much about how badly he will be killed if this doesn't go exactly right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Um, um yeah, he's Kari, a, I guess Kari uh, is next. Well, Kari we don't see her until later. She's not in the second part all that much. Oh, that's fair. We'll save her for uh, later, yeah. I guess. So, yeah. moving on to Izzy, the nerd yeah. of the group. Yeah. The Blue Ranger. <laughs> He's got a, Whoa, hold a frock on. of... He's what? no Blue Ranger. Well... Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he's, he's an American he's Blue Ranger. You're right. Never mind. Yes. I've been too deep into Sentai. Cameron. <laughs> we said Ranger, I gotta lower my son. I gotta lower my glasses back down my nose. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, he's got, like, yeah, like, a big red, like, like it looks like a kid wearing his, like, dad's shirt, like, red yeah. button-up. He's also got those those uh, cargo pants on, and uh, he's, like, the computer hacker friend. The only thing his shirt yeah. is missing is a uh, Dragon Ball Z character on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a button-up. Yeah. yeah, it's a big silk button-up oh, that the nerdy computer kid wears. Oh. Uh, yeah, he he. Uh, I'm trying to think of a uh, like one of the things in this movie that he. I mean, because he really is there just to be the hacker. Yeah, in this, he in says this movie. like catchphrases. Uh, his thing is prodigious. Prodigious. That's his yeah. more phenomenal. <laughs> Did you know that uh, I learned the word prestidigitation from uh, uh, from Billy the Blue Ranger? He, he says it in an episode oh, really? for does? some reason. I don't know why. Oh man, that's amazing. And it's just stuck in my head. Um, but yeah, this, but uh, Izzy is like, 
he doesn't really do too much out but like i mean tech wise he's like super important he's like vital to explaining the entire plot of the second half of this movie or second third he's (laughs) he's the ridiculous like tech level like i mean he's he's like he goes out and gets a uh like a satellite phone to use that to connect to the military's internet. Yeah, he's like hardwiring like, yeah, multiple he's... computers together. <laughs> like he's got um, it on lock, you know, his yeah. land parties are insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, I try to think of anything else to say about him in, in this show. Yeah, like, well, that's the thing. Movie, it's like, limited here, and that's yeah. why I yeah. think <laughs> we'll just roll to the the next group. Next one, sure, got, sure. Uh, Matt, who's the cool kid. Uh, yes. We, <clears throat> in this one, also don't know too much about him. Uh, we kind of see in like a transitional period at one point that he's very cool and plays guitar, but I think that's like for the third film. That's for the third yeah. one, yeah. Uh, so because th- right after that, they're actually supposed to disappear. Oh, fair uh, as plot of the Japanese mm-hmm. version. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's you know blonde kid, blue eyed, rolled up sleeve t shirt kid, just super, way too cool, way too suave. He's too cool Has for this. Very yeah, very Baca. very few lines though. So like not a lot of like character development. You'd have to actually watch the show to know like, oh yeah, he yeah. Butt he-, he butts heads with Ty and like he's like you know splintered off to have like his own like you know i'm gonna go save the digi world myself kind of like group you know yeah he's 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 his own dude he's a (laughs) sundera he's got yeah he he, he's definitely like he's he's the angst he's the the angst that the show needed he's the pre pre prepubescent angst (laughs) uh he's yeah, I mean, I, I, there's not much else to say about him that isn't in the show, yeah. in the movie, that's in the movie, but isn't in the show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's it it he he's got he's got cool Digimon. He's got the second strongest Digimon in the original team. Yeah, that's really what he's important my favorite. For, yeah, uh, for the fusion, for the fusion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings us to TK, his younger brother, uh, who's yes. just like a small kid, blonde hair, backwards green baseball cap. Very nervous, has a very useless Digimon. <laughs> His full name is Tonky Kong. Tonky Kong. <laughs> it's true. Uh, uh, even he... less character development, other than he's very worried about Patamon, despite sending Patamon into fights to immediately lose we'll the see... fight. <laughs> Without yeah. Digivolving we'll see, him. here's the thing. Here's the thing. He was the youngest by a lot. Yes. Uh, of, well, not well. Kari is technically just one year older than him, but the the other kids are like way older than him in the original Digimon series. Yeah, Joe's thirty, uh, which is when this takes place. <laughs> just, yeah. For instance, uh, uh, Ty uh, is is uh, eleven, and TK is only seven mm. in the original Digimon. So he's 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 always in the original show and in this. He's basically like. He's a little kid. Yeah. That's what he is. Like, I mean, he's, he's a little kid thrown into this crazy ass situation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, with his, with his little bitty, uh, Digimon that I'll describe later. Yep. And yeah, so he's very, he's very much that like, no, Patamon, please no. Like, cause that's, he's a kid. Yeah. What else would he do? Yeah. Like, he's watching uh, his best, his, yeah, his best friend dog get beat up online. It's rough, but he keeps being like, get in there. And then immediately being like, why did I do this? (laughs) (laughs) Should I digivolve him? No, he can definitely, he can definitely do Angemon at this point. Cause like this is after season one. 
No, he tries to. Oh, remember? Never mind. He tries to digivolve him, and that's when Diaboramon just uh, digivolves and he slams yeah. him into the wall. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, that leads us to the other three uh, season one Digidestined who have no character arcs or any real uh, stuff in them. Uh, Sora, who's like got a like a beanie on throughout the entire show, uh, and is like the pseudo romantic interest for like. Ty and Matt kind of you know but they're kids yeah, she, so it's like yeah she's she's uh she's Ty's best friend yeah. they grew up like right next to each okay. other is uh yeah uh, she gets mad yeah, that's, that's that how they he know. doesn't like her hair the way it is uh it's very teenage that's why she's not here and then there's Mimi who's a cowgirl she's got a cowboy hat yes she's super rich yes she lives the dream <laughs> everywhere she goes she is uh, she is, uh, as they say, on fleek. That's what they um, say. She's she's American, right? Yeah, isn't she? Isn't she supposed to be like American that moved to or to the to Japan? Or she just loves remember. American stuff? I, I yeah, I don't know for sure. And then there's Joe, who's a huge, also a huge nerd, but he was like the older one, so he's like kind of like I've got to take care of all these kids. He's but a, he he's was like one year nerd. older. You know? Yeah, like Izzy's a cool yeah. tech guy, but Joe's an accountant. Yes, he's like I know how to do math. Good, that's it. <laughs> I'm so good at math, and I'm allergic to everything. That leads us <laughs> to the third act, where we have a, a new Kari uh, who's now uh, like a like a teen. Uh, her character seems to have psychic powers. She can sense when bad things are about to happen, mm. uh, and she's got like a new cat best friend. That's cool. Uh, there's yeah, Gato uh, <laughs> Yeah, she already had Gatomon, but we didn't see we didn't her see with Gatomon. No, yeah, I'm talking all about the context of the movie, and if at any point we have to stop and say, "Well, okay, we can't really talk but about anything s- that happens," we did see Gatomon in the movie because she was on the with all the with all the Digimon. Oh yeah, friends. we saw her, she but she didn't say screen. anything oh, or yes. contribute anything, so she might as well have not been there. No, which actually leads. That's one of my funny favorite moments. Actually, I'm going to talk about that when we get. To- <laughs> but anyway, continue. <laughs> So she's a teen now, uh, and she has psychic powers and a Digimon friend that we see. Uh, we have uh, TK, who's also a teenager, and he's there also with Patamon still. Uh, and then they they stop being important for quite some time. Uh, <laughs> the only character we really need to worry about from season two is Davis, who's a uh, new tie. He is way dumber than Ty. He's way more pig-headed. <laughs> But he wears goggles. He's way action-packed. He's like, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm the best. I'm the co-. And then immediately fails at everything. And it's so good. You just love to see it. Yep. <laughs> it is pure luck that moves him through life. And that's just the best thing. Um, that is uh, definitely his archetype. <laughs> uh, he's, he's super fun. Um uh, we also have the two other Digidestin from season two who are kind of background characters and like say like a handful of lines and that's about it. Uh, we have Cody who has like an armadillo friend. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, a, a Texan he... armadillo friend. Thank you Ooh, very that's much. True. Texan, yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> uh, he, that's about, I, I don't know if they give him any characteristics. No, he, 
In fact, whenever he gets uh, <laughs> de-aged, oh. all he does is cry yes. and run after his <laughs> Well, to be fair, he's also the he's, youngest one in yeah. season two. So he's probably like three or something <laughs> when he got de-aged. <laughs> uh, but still. Yole is rad. Let me tell you why. Does Has anyone here played Chrono Trigger recently? She's Luca. She's just yeah. got, she does look like Luca. She's got the yeah. like aviator hat on. She's got big old dork glasses. She's rad. And her her uh Digimon is a uh, is a bird. Yes. Is a bird. Yep. A bird it's that bird. turns into uh bigger birds. She's half Luca, half Bulma, and she's great, and I love everything about her. She's great. She's rad. She has no real character development or lines other than she shows up and then they push her into a thing and she goes, Okay, and then she gets driven off somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and she's cool with it. <laughs> I, I we're now we get we're not to... covering actual season two, so I can't complain about her character. But <laughs> moving on to Willis, let's move on to the most important character of this entire movie, Willis, the American boy who is, uh, man. Okay, so he's a blonde American who got two digi eggs like he got a digi egg and like it hatched into twin digimon <gasps> and we see flashbacks of him taking care of one and then the other one's just kind of in the background and the one that he was taking care of somehow got infected with a virus and he says it was his fault and that he made the virus that made diaboramon yes. yes when he was like five years old yep he made a it doesn't a virus that hacked the entire planet and almost killed See, all humans. But then also See, the virus got sent back to where Willis was and infected one of his Digimon. And they don't explain that very well either. They don't. Ex- okay. Okay. Look, let's just put, let's just put it blunt out there. They don't explain any of it. Okay. <laughs> they say, okay. The only information we're given about Willis before we meet him in the, in the third movie is, uh, Izzy says something about him being super, super smart, and he's already taking college classes. Yeah, Izzy's got this he's their worldwide... Age he's already taking college classes. Izzy's got this worldwide hacker network. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's the only thing we hear about him. So we're, un- we're led to assume that he uh, he creates the virus around the time of the second movie, right? So he's, he's, he's supposed to be like Ty and Izzy's age in that movie. Yes. Which is confusing because, as you said, you see him on the email and he looks like he's like five. Yes. Okay. But that doesn't so make sense in... because in the first movie, yes. in the first part, she, she says at this same time that we got this Koromon, he got his he got his partners. Two partners. And he looks in the first movie when they're flashing over to Colorado, it seems to be happening at the same time that he's the he same looks like age, the age of Ty. As Ty, right? But then yeah. in the future, he looks the same age as TK and like uh, uh, Kari. Like, yeah. So either he, his age is just all over the place. It's weird. It doesn't make sense because these movies were not meant to be together. No. And they did the barest minimal amount of legwork to make them fit together in like the cheapest way possible. Um, uh, I have one more character that I really want to discuss. Uh, despite Willis being the most important narratively, there's one MP, MP, 
uh, MVP of this movie, and that's Ty's mom, a chef. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. a treat. <laughs> oh my gosh, every line that this like this like voice actress has for her is so good. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, would you like some potato juice? And like, she has like the you know like, oh, I've never used flour to make a cake before. And one of my favorite <laughs> scenes is like when the phones all go down and they've lost internet and like the world is there's a nuke flying at them. All the worst things are happening. She's like, oh, the phones are down. Well, at least my sister won't call me three times a day. She has her priorities <laughs> straight, man. Like, what a good character. She has. No, Ty's mom. Oh, she's so she good. She has my favorite <laughs> joke of the whole movie. Can I tell you guys? Yeah, oh, yes, sure. please. <laughs> so Izzy is over, and Ty is trying frantically to call the other Digidestined. Um, and, and, and Ty's mom is just like, oh, are you having more friends come over? I'll make three bean salad. And Ty goes, no, no one else is <laughs> oh, coming yeah. over. And she goes, oh, that, oh, oh, good. I've only got two beans. <laughs> so good. It's just amazing. It's just the, her oh. character. It is. Her character is good in the Japanese version of it is great in the American version of it is great in the American series <laughs> is great in the Japanese series. Like her, her character is so, uh, cause like whenever they bring the Digimon home for the first time, like once they come, come back from the digital world, like she takes everything in such strides. Okay. Like, like oh, it doesn't cool. even bother her at all. <laughs> like it's such, Oh, it's so good. Oh. Digimon. Cool. I had a Teddy Ruxpin. And then just goes back to making <laughs> bad food. <laughs> um, but those are the oh. human characters. Uh, okay. This next bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me just stop. Let me this crack is, my fingers. This, crack my fingers. Just this. before we get in, I want to apologize. When <laughs> I added this movie to the list, I, honest to God, only remembered the first two parts of this film. I did not remember that there was the third part. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, there's like, you know, maybe like 10 monster designs. It's like kind of crazy, but like whatever. Uh, and like, you know, maybe like 14 total monster designs in the first two. However, the second half, it, it is Digivolutions out the wazoo. Every new second, there is a new <laughs> Digimon showing up. The final count ends up being like over like, like 30 Digimon. Have sh- like show up like I think I'm at like 38 counting, but that's like all the rookie forms and all of their like evolutions and everything, and it's wild. Yep. So uh, I had written out a list and I was going to s- really summarize it, uh, but uh, Kyle's offered to take this burden from me. So uh, thank you. First off, second of all, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. So um i it's it's really funny because a lot of these uh i can actually just kind of breeze through uh really 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 quickly um so uh if you recall what i was talking about at the beginning uh is that uh digimon will gain more data and digivolve into a larger form or they will be a smaller form uh or go back to a smaller form blah 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 blah, blah. so context for how digimon work when digimon fight they use the energy, aka the data. So by the time that they finish the fight, usually they get de-digivolved back to either their previous form or two forms back, depending depending on how much data they had to use. Um, <laughs> so that's the bare bones explanation. So in the first movie, and this will actually describe uh, one of the Digimon that I have to digivol- or talk about in general. Uh, we only have two Digimon in the first part. 
Those two are A, Parrotmon. So Parrotmon is a ultimate level Digimon. He is? What do I mean by ultimate? Yes, he is. So you go from child, rookie, champion, ultimate, and mega. Those are your stages of Digimon. There's some before child that are like little goo balls, uh, but I don't really need to talk about them because they're they're not important. They, and they basically and all look the, time, the same anyway. Yeah, they all look very like very similar. Um, so anyway, so with Parrotmon, Parrotmon is an ultimate level, so that's a pretty high level Digimon here. Uh, and Parrotmon essentially imagine a parrot. Well, hold <laughs> so, on. Stand up a green, like green colored parrot. Instead of its wings being its uh, like arms, move its wings to the back of its uh, shoulders and give it like just normal, just like monster arms, but with like parrot, like three talon claws on Hold it. Hold on, you lost me. Uh, as the hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has two, he has a big metal plate in the center of his head uh, and he has feathers that go back uh, and his attack. Uh, when he uses his big lightning attack, what is it called? I, I can't remember the uh, name of his attack. Static Destroyer. Yeah, that's what I almost said Electro Buster, but I think that's Kabuterimon. <laughs> that is Kabuterimon. Uh, so it's uh, Static Destroyer. This like electricity goes between its he- its uh, little feathers on its head and then shoots out and causes an explosion. Man, that's a good name, uh, too. That's all you need to know about Parrotmon. Yeah. Uh, Next is one of the main Digimon that we have to talk about today is Agumon. So, first of all, number one, the Agumon in the first movie is not the Agumon that Ty gets later on. Just want to put that down. A lot of people get that confused. This is a separate Agumon. That's why he doesn't remember him when you get to season one. And why he's so big. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, we get to see all uh, of his original uh, three forms here. So we've got Koromon, which is his child form. Koromon is basically a pink ball with a face on it, with like a big mouth with like two little teeth on it, big red eyes. Uh, not like scary red eyes, but like like anime cute eyes. Girl eyes. Yeah, cute eyes. Uh, and then she, he's got like big rabbit ear like things coming off the top of it, of the little ball head. Uh, And like I said, he is just a little pink bouncing ball that fires bubbles. Uh, (laughs) I need to stress his... Yeah, he shoots bubbles, but uh, he sings bubbles in sings the like Digimon theme song <laughs> at Kari, who whistles the theme song back to him, and it's the actual yes. honest to goodness theme song of the anime yep. that they are in. Yep. So that's that's that. <laughs> that's a pretty good tone so setter, he... honestly. <laughs> so then he digivolves to his next state, which is rookie state, uh, which is Agumon. Uh, Angumon is probably the Digimon that you have seen, even if you've just like heard the name. He's pretty much like the 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 character. He is the Pikachu of Digimon, pretty the much. The mascot character, uh, yeah, yeah. He's the mascot character. So he's a yellow dinosaur uh, with uh, three claws mm. on his hands. Uh, he's got a his head is like really really large. He's got big old green eyes. Uh, he has, uh, so in the first movie, he's very, very large. He's like, he's like the size of like, uh, like a, a vending machine. He's yeah. like, he's tall. He's like six uh, foot it, tall. And like, he's, his head is massive. Like yeah. Kari is riding <laughs> on him. Like, you know, like she's a tiny little, like 
you know, a human on a yeah. horse. Yeah, and she's a little baby too, so. Uh but yeah, so uh he, but his normal size, he comes up to like around your like thigh, I guess, or well, no, about about their like halfway, but they're kids, so like about their waist, but they're kids. Uh, so his attack is either pepper flame, which is in the first one, or pepper breath, which is a more traditional one uh, throughout the series. Cute. Uh, moving on, <laughs> he's very cute. He's very cute. I, I like Aquaman. But anyway, moving on up. Uh, next form is Greymon. So, Greymon, uh, basically just make him a bigger dinosaur, make him orange instead of yellow, and put a hat uh, give on him. Some, him. Uh, <laughs> put a hat on him. Uh, yeah, put a put like an armored, like a brown, like armored, uh, I don't know, just armored piece on the top almost, of his head. Almost a, a cubone big, helmet. Almost a cubone helmet, yeah. And he's got like a big horn on the front and two big horns coming off of the side. Uh, uh, oh yeah, he has blue stripes. I don't. Think, I don't think I said blue stripes. But anyway, um, his attack is. Uh, oh God, don't do this to me. Nova, Nova flame. Nova flame. Yeah. No, Nova flame. Nova breath. Uh, it's it's hard because Geo Greymon later on has a different attack name. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so that's his second form. That's the one that we see at the end of the first movie. He's way larger once again, just like the Agamon was than normal Greymon is. Um, but uh, then in the second movie, we get a brief glimpse at his ultimate level form. Yeah. However, I'm not really going to talk about it because it's just for a split second. Uh, basically, just add some metal parts onto Greymon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's a cyborg. <laughs> And then finally, most importantly, War Greymon. You got War Greymon. He he's basically a humanoid. Uh, he's got big old yellow blade claws uh, that aren't uh, aren't actually his claws. They're actual like big uh, gauntlets. gauntlets. These massive gauntlets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wrist brace. Yeah, gauntlets. Uh, he's got a silver armored chest. He's still got the the Greymon like horn, like the three horn uh, helmet. Uh, but like I said, it's on a more definitely a more humanoid body. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a big old shield on his back uh, with uh, if you're a fan with the crest of courage uh, on the back of it. Uh, and yeah, he uh, doesn't get to use his moves surprisingly. Uh, Metal Grumon does, but uh, War Greymon just kind of punches things real hard. Yeah, well his uh, his gauntlets <laughs> get blasted off pretty yeah, pretty immediately. He just doesn't use he doesn't use Terra Force. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. Which is a shame because that's the anyway, one where he literally throws a sun at you. Yeah, he makes a sun in his hand and then throws it's it. It's pretty good. Um, anyway, um, so that's Agumon to Wargreymon. We'll talk about Omnimon after we talk about Metal Gururumon. Um So, speaking of Gabumon, let's go to him so we can talk about Omnimon. This one's my favorite. So, Gabumon. Cameron, do you want to describe Gabumon? Like, yeah, how would okay. you describe I'll, his? I'll talk about Gabumon. <laughs> Let me uh, pull up a picture real quick in case I miss anything. But basically, so <laughs> Gabumon is another like yellow lizard looking dude. He's about the same height as Agumon. Um, and he has uh, more pronounced of a tail and the same kind of like three toed dinosaur feet. And he's kind of the same color, maybe a lighter shade of yellow. Yeah, he's a, he's a little lighter. Uh, yeah, a little lighter. Yeah. He has a blue belly, pink markings on them. Um, he has a, a big old unicorn horn on his forehead, and probably his most defining feature is covering his head and uh, arms is kind of a pelt, 
that he wears. So it covers his face like a mask, but also has uh, sleeves that he wears over his hands. But then there's also like yeah. two little empty legs. Like it, he just, he skinned something and is wearing it, which is pretty metal. Well, it looks like his evolved form. It looks like it his evolved form too. <laughs> to Garurumon. So I, I yeah. God, I hope it's not a sad Cubone type thing. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's. It's also it's a running joke in the show too, because he like, like they want to see what he looks like underneath the, the 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 pelt, and like he keeps like having to like. No. Yeah, he keeps trying to avoid. It's kind of like um, there was that Naruto filler episode where they're like, "What's what's under Kakashi's mask?" And they keep trying to find out. Oh and yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just another mask. Anyway. Um, <laughs> He's, yeah, so he uh, evolves into um, his, his chief. Well, we only see him go, yeah, yeah. he goes straight to he Mega. Goes, he goes straight to Mega. We don't get any uh, Gururumon action, which, of course not, because he's the easiest to describe. Man. He's just a big dog. Um, <laughs> and we skip my favorite, where Gururumon, where he is yes. a big dog, but now he's standing up and wearing sensible jeans. Uh, um, he's, now he paunches. He's wearing, sensible <laughs> jeans is not accurate. It is like... Cut up jeans with knee pads with spikes on okay, it. Okay, but and he's like still a, a wallet chain. At yeah, least the point one. is he's wearing cool two thousands jeans. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy in cool <laughs> jeans. Now you're getting it. Yeah. But yeah, so when he, when he shows up, he goes straight to his not ultimate mega form. Um, mega metal yeah. guru Ramon. warp digivolve. Yeah, he he warp digivolve straight to his uh, mega form, which is. I'm so glad that I get to say all the things I get to say. It's a it's a cyborg dog. Yes. It's a mostly yes. robot dog. The parts that are still flesh are the back legs. Yeah. And lower jaw where we can mm-hmm. see white fur with blue stripes. Um, yes. The rest of him is robot parts including a tail which looks like kind of a scimitar uh and two uh wings. Yes. That have sort yes. of like jets along them. Kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a deep cut, but kind of like uh, V Gundam, the Victory Gundam. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, he's got two wings, uh, and the rest of him is just like R- Robocop on a dog. He is, uh, <laughs> he's super friender. He, man, I'm getting real deep into old Sega games. Um, <laughs> I mean, basically, his armor pieces are just compartments for missiles. Yeah, they're compart. He's covered uh, in missiles and guns. <laughs> he's he's if you took heavy arms, the Gundam, and merged it with a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a missile dog, and his yes. ultimate attack. Yep. Are you guys ready for this? He shoots all his guns and missiles at once. Lots of, I shoot all my missiles. <laughs> I fire all my missiles. Uh, a million ports yeah. open around his body and then yeah, missiles just, fly out. It's, it's fantastic. Awesome. It's like a pirate uh, ship uh, with all the cannons on the side, but it's a dog. <laughs> I believe it's called Ice Wolf Bite, if I remember correctly. Well, I think that's uh, his what breath the move. Attack is called. I can't remember. I can't remember, but I, it's cool. It was my two, favorite thing about the yeah. show was every time Metal Gurumon just fired everything. <laughs> um. So, uh, they fuse together, as Rob said, they DNA Digivolve to become Omnimon. Yeah. Now, Omnimon is, uh, uh, later, uh, one of the royal knights of the digital world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Which is more lore that we don't have time to explain. 
We don't have time to explain. <laughs> Basically, just say he's one of the most powerful Digimon ever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he's got a really skinny, almost skeletal white, like, armored body in the center uh, with a crown, uh, like, with two horns, two, like, two horns coming out the side of his head and then one big one coming out the center. Almost Greymon-esque, but not, like, rounded and sharp, like a, like a dinosaur horn. It just is, they're, they're spikes. I don't know. Spikes, yeah. I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, he's got big old feet with uh, three yellow claws at the end of his feet. He's got a awesome flowing cape behind him. Love a big, love at a all robot times, in a cape. Just flowing in the wind. So good. Love a robot <laughs> in a cape. And then because he is a fusion of War Greymon and Metal Gururumon, he has uh, basically his arms are their heads. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so just the giant head of a Metal uh, of a war, uh, Metal Gururumon, a giant head of a War Greymon, uh, and then on the shoulder pads you've got the arm like pauldron of what was on uh, Metal Gururumon's uh, pauldron, and then you've got the shield that was on the back of War Greymon. Yeah. Uh, on the other yeah. side. Yeah. Um, and like, so he has two attacks and one of them is basically the Greymon head opens up and a giant sword comes Big out. Big old sword And it's called tra- Transcendent Sword yes. is the name of the attack. Oh. And he's, in the movie, it's one of the coolest scenes. I, I might actually talk about it in more detail uh, unless somebody steals it. Uh, where he swings the sword and deflects all the laser bolts back at Diaboramon. Very, very cool. Uh, the other attack that he has is uh, the Metal Gururumon head opens up, and it's a giant gun. Of course it is. Like, when I say giant, when I say giant gun, it's not a gun that literally could fit inside the compartment. Like, it, like when it pops open, like, the gun pops out, and it's, like, way bigger than what, what was his it's arm like the like. It's like the big um, thing on Megatron's arm. Yes, but like yeah, popping the big, out yeah. of a dog's head. <laughs> uh, and that is called Supreme Cannon. And it's this little tiny ball of energy, but it makes a huge, huge boom. Oh. Uh, Guys, it's very, very good. This, God, uh, <laughs> everything that I'm so, into. Uh, <laughs> so those ones are the main hero Digimon for at least the first two. Uh, now we've got a couple of side ones. Uh, we do see Tintamon. Uh, Tintamon is a little bitty red beetle. Uh, he's a robot beetle, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. Uh, red beetle bug. Um, he has an attack called Electro Shocker. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Super Shocker. Sorry. Yeah, Super Shocker. Yeah, Electro Shocker is the big one. The big one. Uh, Rob, do you want to describe Kabu Terrymon real quick? Oh, yeah, sure, man. This one was absolutely my favorite growing up as a kid. Uh, he basically looks like if a face hugger got its hands on like a, a like a beetle of some kind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's this big hunched over bug looking thing with these big, you know, four big translucent bug wings at its back, and its head is this horrifying, no eyed, like uh, you know, like silverish kind of like chitinous mask with a big open like gaping maw with like big sharp teeth. And then a, a like a big horn coming out of like the <laughs> forehead. Um, it looks horrifying, and I love him. He because he's like so friendly at the same time. Uh, yeah, Tentamon's like coolest the coolest thing, the the coolest friendliest one. It's so great, <laughs> and yeah, he's 
he gets beaten up pretty quickly in this. He does some cool electroshocks yeah. and then he gets taken out immediately. <laughs> he gets t- he gets taken out in the exact same scene that uh, Metal Gravon gets taken out before he can digivolve. Yeah. He's like they're trying to digivolve and then Infermon, which I'm about to talk about, was just like, nope, not today, <laughs> too fast. <laughs> which is a game changer. Um, you can knock yes. somebody out of their um, digivolution. Changes everything. Scares me <laughs> so bad. So scary. Oh. Um, so you get a brief glimpse at the other Digidestin's Digimon. Uh, I'm not really going to go into detail on them. Uh, I'm going to try and just really go quickly. Biomon, Pink Bird, mm-hmm. uh, Gabamon, uh, little white and blue seal. Hold uh, on. That's Palmon. Go- hold, hold on. That's Gomamon. So sorry. Go- Gomamon. Sorry. I said the wrong name. Gomamon. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, Palmon is a plant with a flower on her also, head. Also my favorite. <laughs> Uh, and then we've got, uh, uh, Gatomon, uh, which is literally just a cat. We'll talk about her again in just a second, uh, a little bit more when she digivolves. Uh, and then finally, the last one is Patamon. So imagine this, like, orange round, like, okay, take a corgi, <laughs> but instead of a dog's head, like, make it rounded. I was going to say a and hamster. Like a hamster, or a hamster with, too. Hamster too. Yeah, yeah. A, a shaved hamster <laughs> with like someone had spray painted its back orange and left its its tummy white. Why are you guys uh, spray painting so many animals? Duct tape, <laughs> duct tape some bat, bat wings. wings to its head, <laughs> and then go to jail yes. forever. You monster. <laughs> funny, funny, funny enough, Patamon becomes an angel later. Yes. We'll talk about that again. Also absurdly okay. powerful and also not used <laughs> in this movie. Nope. Appears once in this movie and is completely useless. Okay. Um, so uh, to go into the villain of movie two, though. Uh, so this is going to be really easy. So starts off little jellyfish with a giant eye turns into a, a hand with a giant eye with little ears on it. Then it turns into its rookie form, which is called Caramon, uh, which is okay. <laughs> Easy. A blue jack o' lantern. A blue jack o' lantern with e- like once again like weird ear tentacle or not tentacles. Uh, uh, um, 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 antenna. Antennas. That's the word. Antennas coming off the top of its head. It's got a big creepy uh, just grabby hands uh like really skinny grabby hands i don't know what to call them uh i mean that (laughs) and then and then a really thin body underneath of it with like with like tentacles for legs like really small just like little tentacle things basically it moves like a jellyfish through the air is is what it looks like um and then uh he actually warp digivolves he he skips his champion level and goes straight he what? to his <laughs> he goes straight to his ultimate level which is infermon so um let's see how to describe like, like a shell uh, well, spider you know shell spider yeah he's 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 only got six legs but yeah he looks very spider e uh he's got a a creepy like mask like really hard like metallic mask it's got a geisha mask with like a big horn on it you know yeah and like like its eyes are like really really gross and like orange and yellow and like it's i mean yeah it's it's very like this is definitely the villain he's hard to look Uh, at (laughs) um 
he's got yeah, and then his mouth opens up for his attack spider shooter, uh, where it's basically just he's cannon got a gun. inside of the. <laughs> he's got a gun inside of its. <laughs> he's got a gun inside of its geisha mask, and it just like shoots out like a bunch of little energy balls, and it like really, really, really hurts. Prodigious. All the, hits. the virus has a gun. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, his final form is Diaboramon, and uh, he is this long, gangly guy uh, with uh, long, gangly arms with huge, huge hands on him, <laughs> uh, huge, grabby, ar- uh, orange-fingered, clawed hands. Uh, really just horrifying to look at. Uh, <laughs> just He's got a big green circle on the center of his chest that he can fire energy out of. <laughs> uh, he's got uh, yellow hair coming out of kind of the same kind of Inframon mask, uh, but it's it's just more, it's black instead of the white that it was before. Uh, big old horns coming out of the side of it. Uh, yeah, he's pretty gross. Uh, most of the time when we see him moving and stuff in the movie, especially towards the end, uh, it's when he's cloned himself. Yeah. And he looks a lot like cockroaches, like on a wall. He's very scary. It's really kind of, it's very unnerving. <laughs> it's very like, between, between how he looks and how he moves with these kind of like jerky insect like movements, I get a very Evangelion angel vibe from yeah, him. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Yeah, like that he, is what he looks like. Yeah. Ugh. He's very Hideakiano <laughs> in a way that I love yeah, and absolutely. hate to look at. Absolutely. Uh, he also uh, this this same uh, little little known Tokyo tidbit here. This uh, this same Digimon actually shows back up in a sequel movie uh, that's only Japan Japan only, uh, where he gets another Digivolution. But I won't talk about that till we talk about that movie. And that movie is completely city destruction. So that is our movie. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right. So now is where Rob came up with like all the list. As we said, the third movie, here's where it gets complicated, but I'm going to skip a bunch. Okay. So I do, I, I first, do want to call Terriermon and Gargamon at least. Okay. You can do those. Okay. Uh, you, I will definitely, I'm going to skim through the Digimon that don't matter. So first <laughs> we have Eoli's Digimon, which is uh Poromon, which is a little pink bird. It's a little pink. It's like a little like fuzzy a ball bird with bird wings. <laughs> yes, and which evolves into Hawkmon, which is uh, a I, problematic um, eagle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. I was trying to think of how to say that. He's an eagle um, at Coachella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. There you go. Um, who has another digivol- digivolution, which we get to see. It's an armor digivolution. Uh, speaking of which, armor digivolution, in case you wanted to know or were curious, uh, is something they introduced in season two. To sell more it's toys. It's really dumb. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> it makes no sense because, like I said, very easy to know. You got rookie, champion, ultimate, mega. Easy. You know the level of their, their like, if it's an ultimate, you know how strong it is. What the hell is an armor digivolution? Where does it fall in the strength level? Is 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 Magnamon a mega? They act like he's a mega, but is he though? Well, it de- like it's well, complicated. Kyle, it depends on the egg. Like Flamedramon <laughs> is analogous to a champion level, and also I like the uh, armor digivolution because after they digivolve, they say their name and then some nonsensical phrase that relates to the egg. Like the Flamedramon wi- is the wings of love. The wings yeah, of the love, flame of the, courage. Fr- the storm of friendship, and I am here for that cheese ball nonsense. 
It's very good. I like the, I like the cheese ball nonsense. I just it, it, you know, when we cover season two of Digimon at some point in the far far future, I'm gonna bring it up again because <laughs> because then like halfway through the show they decide that they're just gonna normal digivolve and that's somehow better. Yeah, and it's like but wait, you just proved like your ultimate level. You have an ultimate level with Ragermon. Why are you gonna never mind? Don't worry anyway. about it. <laughs> Look, all you need to know is that there's an armadillo and sometimes he turns into a submarine. <laughs> Uh, we don't get to see that one. Okay, so Hawkmon, Hawkmon turns into like a, a hippogriff. He turns into a Hulsamon? griffin with a helmet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not very. My, Marissa and I were joking about it earlier. How like for an armor digivolution, there's not much armor on Halsamon. To get him, it's just kind of just a mask. Tear him apart. And that's it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and uh, Poromon, Hawkmon, they go back and forth 20 billion times uh, between those forms in this movie. Sometimes in between cuts. Um, Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that with Vimon. Uh, <laughs> uh, next, we've got Cody's, uh, which is the uh, Texan armadillo mod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's pretty great. Uh, he does absolutely nothing, <laughs> but his his existence in this movie leads to my favorite that joke in the, the entire Texas movie. That is the Texas way. But it, but it leads to my favorite joke in the entire movie, where Cody says, "I wish Digmon was more animated." <laughs> I was like, "Yes," because he just sits there and does nothing. Wow. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, Armadillomon, little Armadillo, cool, cool, cool. That's I mean, he's got little ears. He's very cute. Armadillomon is adorable. He's very cute. He's very um, tough. He says, "Howdy, howdy, Digmon," uh, because it's the knowledge egg which is izzy uh he takes on bug aspects yep (laughs) um and so he's like a weird beetle armadillo bug with drills uh i can't even describe digmon he's only in the scene for two seconds yeah he's in the scene for two (laughs) seconds and he's cool and that's all you need to know and one of them he trips he trips Uh, and falls when he comes into frame (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right um so next to some of the other digimon that don't really matter even though they're main characters uh patamon uh shows up back again because it's tk um he disappears for 90 percent of this third movie mm-hmm. uh shows back up at the end and patamon has digivolved into anjumon uh, which anjumon is pretty cool uh just an angel he's got uh six wings uh, completely white outfit, uh, orange hair, metal mask over the top of their f- uh, of his face, which is a trend in all the angel yeah. Digimon. Chiseled uh, jaw, chiseled jaw. Uh, he has a big bow staff. Uh, his main attack is Hand of Fate. I believe he uses it like once. I think. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's pretty cool. He's got a blue like uh, I guess he's got like a blue scarf thing that's wrapped mm-hmm. around his like arm. And goes down around his legs as well. It's very, it's all very um, anime. Very, very anime. Yes. Um, so, uh, okay, okay. Little, little. Once again, I just complained about Digi Eggs. I got to complain about this too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Season one, the only two Digimon that were able to get to Megas were uh, War Greymon, Metal Gururumon. That's the whole thing. Like the, it was a very special way that they got to Mega. Like that's the whole point of that was that. They were the only ones that could get there. Later on, sure, they got their Megas like in the Digimon Adventure Tri movies, which came out years and years later. Yeah. But like in the original season, like that was it. So season two, 
Number one problem. At this point in the show, because this is trying to be canon, they cannot normal Digivolve right now. So they should not have been able to even reach Angemon and Angewoman at all. It's just not... That's not. They shouldn't have been able to. Number two, they do not have their mega forms, so him reaching his mega form and Angelwoman in a second like does not make any sense at all. And also, as Rob joked in the plot breakdown, they literally show up in their mega forms, don't do anything in their mega forms, and just de-digivolve back to their Patamon and Gatamon forms. And on paper, <laughs> uh, on paper, uh, Seraphimon and Magnadramon? Magna Yes. Yeah. yeah, you got it. Um <laughs> on paper are both like cosmically powerful. Like Galactus yeah. level powerful, absurdly <laughs> powerful. Yeah. Almost too powerful to be in a compelling story. <laughs> and and yet they assume these incredibly just again a a profoundly powerful forms <laughs> so that they can hand MacGuffins to our two main characters and then here have some eggs and then just vanish. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Bye. So, and Seraf- then leave. <laughs> Seraphimon, uh, is another angel. Uh, this time he's like covered head to toe in armor. Uh, some really cool blue and silver armor. Uh, instead of the half face mask, he's got a full helmet on now with wings coming off of it. Still no eye holes cross in, the, in the center. No eye holes. No, he can't see. He's blind. He doesn't need to see. Uh, he's guided by God. He's, he's of course a seraphim. Uh, so actually that doesn't make any sense because he has eight wings. Uh, <laughs> why did they call him Seraphim? Okay, because it's whatever. cool. I'm not even going to try and question it. Cameron. Yeah. What is on his, uh, his uh, his a uh, little uh, his, uh, the what is that called? It's called the, a tabard. The... Play more Diablo. Tabard. Thank you, thank you. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> sorry, right. Sorry, I'm feeling yeah, sassy tabard. right now. I'm all hopped up on <laughs> talking about everything that's wrong with the portrayal of Seraphimon in the Digimon movie. Um, let me pull up the exact quote. But in Digicode, which apparently they have an actual like translation for. Uh, <laughs> but in Digicode it reads, "All shall be one with me." Which is, of course, a quote from Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yep. Reunion cloud. Yeah. Cloud. Not a coincidence. For th- not like for they everything. quoted something that Sephiroth quoted. It's a quote attributed to Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> hey, hey, you want another? Uh, you want another? Another thing with Sephiroth here. Sephiroth actually is a seraphim <gasps> because when he he's a seven winged angel when you fight him oh. at, uh, in the final boss battle. Oh, yeah, and he throws the solar system <clears throat> at you. Yep, that's cool. <laughs> Probably something Seraphim right. can do, but I guess <laughs> not this time. Yeah. Unfortunately, can't talk about any attacks because all he does is just make a digi egg. Hi, I'm egg. here. Come and dance around me, cat friend. Oh, I'm dead. Excellent. <laughs> oh, no. I've been uh, felled by the clown rabbit. Okay. Take this egg. So so moving on to the next uh, next uh, useless character. Uh, we've got Gatamon, as I said, a cat. Uh, so it's a, it's a white cat on two legs mm-hmm. with uh, green, like, paw gloves yeah. on its hands. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, so, she says a lot on, of cat puns. Yes, a lot of cat I puns. I really enjoy uh, her English voice actor. I do too, yeah. actually. <laughs> we can take a cat um, nap. Love it. Yeah. Love that. Uh, 
she has big old cat ears on the tips of them. She has little uh, purple like pluffs or fluffs out at the tips of the uh, ears. Yeah, and then she has a big old tail. Uh, originally, uh, she had a gold ring at the tip of that tail, but since it's a season two, she does not. Um, she sold it for money. <laughs> it's supposed to be the reason why she can't digivolve is because the ring's gone. Oh, uh, but anyway, <laughs> she shouldn't have sold it then. Ah, <laughs> dang it. it. Ah, dang, dang it. it. <laughs> Did it again. Okay. Um, so, Angel Woman. Um, how to describe her? Um, okay. So, she's an angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's, Good start. She's got a big... She's got a big pink like ribbon that like turns into the fluff of wings that's tied around her arms yeah. and goes up behind her head. Yeah. Um she has a single white glove with uh wings on the like near the wrist. Yeah. Uh, which becomes her bow when she does attacks. Um she's scantily clad. There you to, go. To say there that, you go. There that's what we're waiting for. There it is. Yep. Uh, she's, yeah, she's just wearing lingerie. They somehow uh, made Angemon sexier. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's only got one, one clothed leg. The other one just has leather belts on it at the thigh. Oh my. Uh, the other one has a bunch of zippers, a la Kingdom Hearts design. A lot of zippers. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's also got, uh, two, uh, leather belts, uh, around her belly. Uh, and then just a, uh, a, a, like gold armor bustier, I guess is what I <laughs> you know what? describe it. You know what? She is kind of the perfect representation of Digimon design aesthetic. Lots of zippers, <laughs> well, lots yeah. of belts. I feel like De- Devil Woman is it, more, more. No, God. De- oh, well, you haven't seen Lilithmon. <laughs> You're right. No, Rob's, Rob's right. Devil, Devil Woman is more. <laughs> So you haven't seen Lilithmon. That's all I'm saying. Oh, fair. Uh, so, uh, what <laughs> or can, this, what for that can matter. this super sexy angel possibly turn into, Kyle? Like, you got me okay. on bated breath. I'm on the edge of my seat. How can this <laughs> this this thing get any sexier? So, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. In canon, she turns into Ophanimon. Which is another angel. It's a heavily armored angel a la Seraphimon. And she's not necessarily sexier, but she still has an exposed midriff and so on and so she's forth. She's still sexy design enough. Makes I'll sense. tell you that. Desi- the design makes sense. It, it, it's, it's an evolution of Angelwoman. In this movie, <laughs> they decided to make her turn into uh, Falcor. I was about to say, uh, <laughs> why did she turn into Falcor then, Kyle? <laughs> I don't know because she sold um, her ring. Is, here's yeah, that's why. No, so here's the thing. Magnadramon is technically one of the digivolutions that Angel Woman can turn into, but it's just not. It's not the main one. Like it's just not. It's never been the main one. It's not like, the I one that would have made sense to use. It's not narratively. Yeah, why wouldn't they just? Why wouldn't they just make them both turn into to angels? Like, one, it, we're going with no context of they just randomly showed up and then transformed. Like, why wouldn't they just transform into, like, bigger, s- stronger angels or something? I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. It's it's dumb. But, yeah, it, it's Falcor. It's a pink Falcor 
That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else to it. There's no design aspect that I need to talk about. It's just Pink Falcor. I will say, <laughs> Pink Falcor, still awesome. Still cool. <laughs> only, Not a little, knock it. only a little less sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. Thank All you right. for meeting me so, there, Rob. <laughs> so, next up is the main, uh, the two main Digimon. So, Cameron, I'll let you get to Terriermon, but I'll yeah. do Vmon first. Um, yeah. So, first, we've got a Vmon, or should I say Demi Vmon, which is basically Vmon. So, I'll just describe Vmon. <laughs> okay, I'm lost V-mon. already. Okay, Vmon. Uh, uh, upright blue dinosaur guy, uh, short snout, little tiny horn on its head, uh, big old yellow V on the top of its head. Do you get Do it? Do you get it? He's 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 Vmon for victory. Uh, oh, for oh, oh. Just, okay. It does have the same <laughs> color scheme as <laughs> as V Gundam. Hmm. So he's 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 blue, uh, and he's got a white belly. Um, and he's got, uh, like reddish brown eyes. Uh, and he's got like a little, 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 uh, ear flips that go behind his head as well. Uh, and, uh, and a tail. Uh, now Demi Vimon, which is a previous, his previous form, uh, just take what I just described, shrink him down, remove the horn, move the blue further up his head and no V. There you go. Demi Vimon. No V. He's a little... He's got no V. And how can he he's be a V-mon? V? He, well, he's <laughs> Demi V-mon, you know? Oh, well, he should have a Demi V. Oh, well, a Demi V is just an inverted V, and it's invisible. That's what... Wait, oh, of course. Wait, wait. He does have an upside-down V on his forehead. Oh, my God, Rob. <laughs> Rob, you did Rob it. Rob figured it out. <laughs> You're starting to... He's starting to believe. I'm starting to transcend. I'm, a, I'm like, I'm... <laughs> I'm Rob, merging into code. like the next plane. <laughs> I never, I didn't even realize. Like I'm so, <laughs> I never noticed that before. Um, okay, so Demi Vimon and Vimon. Uh, I just want to point this out. Uh, we'll talk about it more in animation, but there's a lot of animation errors in this third movie, oh, and Vimon digivolves and digivolves into Demi Vimon like twenty times. Like not on purpose. Like no actual thing happens to him. It's just like. He looks like Demi Vimon when he should be Vimon. Yeah, he just he goes he goes back and forth as the camera cuts to and from him. Yeah. <laughs> well, this it's one is really... the most uh, like this. This one is the most hack jobbed because it's a two parter OVA that they compressed into like just over thirty minutes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Oh, it's been obliterated. Anyway, moving on. I'll, I'll try and go a little faster through these. So we got Flame Dramon. So take what I said about Vimon, uh, make him taller, mm-hmm. stretch him give right him out. A larger horn, uh, larger silver blade horn on his head, uh, and put on these like big, <laughs> big like <laughs> flame colored like okay like hot rod missile gauntlets, <laughs> <laughs> missile gauntlets. Yeah, onto his feet, his. Uh, thighs uh his hands his head and then on his like chest and then put leather uh belts on the, his uh his biceps because for good of measures because this is digimon because um, it's digimon uh this is the form that he's actually in the most in this movie 
when he's fighting, he always does Flamedramon. To be fair, that's the same as season two. That's what he always fights in is Flamedramon. He loves being Flamedramon. Flame, Flamedramon. Um, the fire of courage. Um, the fire of courage. Uh, so the next one we have is uh, Raidramon. Good luck with the this storm one. of friendship. So, okay, take Vimon, make him a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off real strong here, Kyle. You really... <laughs> <laughs> oh man start with Make the demon turn him into a dog <laughs> um give him black armor jet armor uh, i i would say yeah like it looks like a jet yeah it looks like a like a like a yeah like a jet i don't know if you like were a, to like turn a, a, an sr 71 blackbird into a dog that is what this is <laughs> a blue dog and make he gets uh, the horn instead of it just being a straight blade horn. Now it's a lightning bolt horn because of the storm. Um, and yeah, he's 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 the rideable Digimon. That's his purpose in this movie. He shows up and come on, they guys, ride, ride me. And also, just want to point out with the egg analogy we were using earlier. Technically, he's at the level of an ultimate, so they should have been fighting with him as Raidramon the entire time instead of Flame. Well, he doesn't like being Raidramon. <laughs> he likes being Flame Dramon. But I'm just saying. Anyway. Take it um, up with Vimon. So, so once again, uh, now we get to uh, uh, the final form that we see Vidramon. Vimon. Vidramon is a different Digimon. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about Vidramon. <laughs> Vimon is Magnamon, the golden armor digivolution. Uh, the, so the gold again, of, I don't know. So this time, don't even like take Vimon. Just make him bigger. Just just take Flame Dramon. Take off the hot rod. Finally, stuff. Uh, give him gold armor pieces everywhere where there was <laughs> fire uh, armor pieces. Uh, give it more like a like a like a like a Transformers looking like metal pieces, not like goofy big round. Well, armor I think pieces. he looks more like a Gundam. He does look like a Gundam. And then add, uh, and yeah, give him a Gundam head as well. Just, 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 instead of, it's like, just add a Gundam, take a Gundam head and make it a helmet and put it on Vimon's head. Take a Gundam's head, hollow it out, put it on a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, and yeah, that's, that's him. That's, that's, that's Magnamon. He's, uh, (laughs) he's got one attack. I don't think he actually says the name of the attack in the movie, so I have no idea what it is. Uh, but it's just, he fires a bunch of gold bolts of energy in the show uh, that's, he that's, it, in the show it was i think the omega blaster something like that yeah. i mean we only see magnamon once in the show too so uh but once again it has narrative purpose so it makes sense okay anyway yeah, you can't just <laughs> you can't just throw magnamon around willy-nilly cameron terrier mom you guys this is also my favorite and i'm sure you're finding a theme here because this one's also kind of a dog um Bunny dog. He's a little bunny dog. <laughs> um, and he's actually one of the core characters of season three, Digimon Tamers. Uh, because the actual purpose of this movie was uh, kind of like a summer movie between uh, Super Sentai seasons. To, to <laughs> kind of promote the upcoming uh, third season of Digimon, which America was nowhere close to. So that's great. Not even close. Not even close. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Terriermon. Spends most of the movie in his rookie form, uh, where he is about the he would probably come up to like my knee, um, 
He's got, he's basically a big long sock with little arms and legs. <laughs> he has a cute kind of bunny face uh, with uh, sort of uh, black bead eyes and a little horn. And great, 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 great big ears. Basically the size <laughs> of his whole body, uh, which he yes. can use. In fact, to, they drag on the ground. They drag on the ground. <laughs> uh, he doesn't mean to eavesdrop, but he's got really big ears, you know. Um, <laughs> he can uh, use his wings, his, his wings, his ears to kind of glide. Um, and he is just painfully cute. Like, you can't look at him too long or else you'll fall in love. He's, he's super cute. He's very cute. He's very cute. Now, um, he's got his coloring is interesting too because oh, he's yeah, like he's white, kind of, but a, he's got like mint green. He's kind kinda. of a kind of a cream color with mint green sort of stripes on his great big ears and uh, uh what's on his chest? A triangle like, on his chest. He's got a triangle. It's like it looks like a bandana. Yeah, it looks like a bandana. Yeah, on like his he's neck. wearing a little bandana, which like. he couldn't be wearing yeah. an actual bandana because that's too cute. That's even cuter. You're just making it's, him cuter. You're just making him cuter, and I can't handle it. Now, listen. He does. He does digivolve. Yes. And I love this version of this design way more than the actual third season design because he's squatter and more pillow like. Yeah. But it's even funnier when you do. You, do you want to do it, Cameron? I really yeah, want to do it. Get in there. Um, so. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm going to use the sort of explanation format that Kyle used for Vmon. So you're going <laughs> to you're going to take Terriermon. You're going to make him big. Like Rob size big. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So he is he is at Rob's height, but he still has the same kind of dimensions of Terriermon. So still great big ears. Still very Rob like. <laughs> yeah, you're still describing Still me, very yeah. Rob like. <laughs> Um, but listen, we got to put pants on him. Well, not some, very Rob like. I don't know about this. Not anymore. very Rob like. Put some dungarees on that on that rabbit. Um, on top of his uh kind of stumpy legs, with uh now three toed clawed feet. Uh, we're gonna put some red markings on his face, kind of like uh, whiskers on either side of his mouth, and then a red diamond in between his eyes under his horn. Um, his face is now predominantly green, except for the tips of his ears, which are the same off-white color as his body. Uh, and he's got a bandolier wrapped around, uh, which looks like something that Ash from <laughs> Evil Dead would wear. Yeah. And um, Rob, I'll tell you what, you can describe his hands. Uh, so we're getting back <laughs> to something a little bit more Rob-like. As you guys all know, I am afflicted with Barrett syndrome, and I have two guns for hands. Yeah, he's uh, got two guns for hands. This this creature is an oval with blue jeans, like baggy blue jeans, and then two Barrett machine guns for his forearms. <laughs> yeah. And it's just uh, His the name best. is Gargomon, by the way. Yes. His name is Gargomon. His attack is Gargopellet, which is a fancy way to say, I'm going to shoot at you a lot. Shoot him! <laughs> it's so it's such a good design, and like I love this design more because he's like squatter and he looks yeah like I mean like an oval he's like a pill like a like a like an aspirin pill with yeah. like yeah blue jeans like tucked around like the bottom of it and then like rabbit ears and then machine gun hands and it's the wildest thing. 
Like when when Vimon digivolves, you kind of stretch him out. He, like he gets tall and skinny. Yeah. yeah. But when Terriermon digivolves into Gargamon, you just enlarge in Photoshop. <laughs> you just zoom in a little. Like he's just he's the same proportions. He's just bigger and now wearing it's, blue jeans and has guns for hands. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> he feels like a character from Axe Cop. <gasps> yeah. Oh, speaking of Axe Cop, do you want to Windigomon? Do you want to do Windigomon now, Kyle? No, we got we got one more left. Oh, we man. do. We got Armor Digivolve of uh, Oh. I got Terrier so excited Mon. about That's Gargamon, right. I forgot about the two. Yeah. Okay. Which is just his ultimate from season three. Yes. But yes. gold. But this <laughs> time it's gold. If you and took that is, same bunny okay. and you squeezed him into a power man armor suit with big like legs, but with like tiny joints and then a big old like hip thing, but then like a tiny waist and then like a big old missile launcher <laughs> on his back, like a bazooka yeah. just tucked in there. Uh, and then you spray painted the whole thing gold uh, and then he still oh, has put, like you yeah. put armor on his big old ears because you don't want those to get hurt. You got to get those. Oh, safe. yeah. <laughs> got to protect those. You got to keep those safe. And also his from his hands, he shoots little missiles that have angry bunny faces on them. Yeah, yep. <laughs> guys, I just which oh. which makes more sense when it's just his normal ultimate when it's gr- when he's green still and everything like that. It's like, oh, that's cute. When he's this like scary gold Gundam thing. And yeah. he shoots these little <laughs> rabbit missiles. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> he's so honestly like Gargamon and Rapidmon are such a departure from the season two design aesthetic of the Digimon. Yeah. Definitely. He just, he sticks out in a real weird way. Like, the only <laughs> thing that could have been better is if he went into Mega Gargamon, which is just a giant <laughs> robot bunny dog Literally that's covered in Gundam. guns. <laughs> <laughs> I think the weirdest thing about uh, Rapidmon in general, as well as specifically Gold Mode, is like, you really notice how skinny he gets. Like, it's, it's like, real okay. real skinny. I'm worried like, about him. It's like, it's not, it's, see, here's the thing. It's this weird thing of like, I would say, Rob, I think you said stretched out. Yeah. I think that's what it looks like. It looks like he's made of like gum or something. And so he's, he's like made of silly putty. By two he's, parts. A, he's a stretch Armstrong <laughs> that you're taking to the absolute very limit. Yeah. So you just like, you grabbed him from top and bottom and uh, Gargamon <laughs> and you just went. And so his, his middle is skinny, but like his top is fine and his bottom is fine. But just his middle is just like, like he lost. 300 pounds yeah you know what he's got uh, <laughs> you know what he's got he's got an itty bitty waist and a big round thing in your face it looks <laughs> it's a ball it's a or what's the what's the thing from gundam the little like uh flappy yeah ear. ball yeah it's just it's, it's <laughs> oh, literally just yeah. called a ball <laughs> i thought it had oh, haro yeah. or taro or something i thought yeah, it had haru. a haru. oh yeah, yeah haro i thought you were talking about the no, thing with not just the, like not the ball with the arms and a gun on top of it, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> no, Haru. He's got a Haru for his for his junk. Yeah, he's yes. got a Haru for his waist and a Haru for his chest, and then just like a pipe cleaner in between the two of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. So let's let's finish this off with our villain for movie three. <gasps> oh boy. Uh, so in the movie, he is referred to as Kokomon. Which Kokomon is a real Digimon, and it looks basically exactly like Terriermon, except it's uh, like a brownish black, and everything that is green on Terriermon is pink, 
And it has three horns on its head instead of just the one. He's a yeah. Neapolitan uh, version, whereas exactly. Terrier Mon is more of a pistachio. <laughs> but in the movie, we do not get to see that. Although I guess you do get to see the like the like scary mask version of Kokomon on Wendigomon's head. Now that I look at his design, that's kind of <laughs> terrifying. Um, you do get uh, we get Wendigomon is the version that we see uh, in this v- movie, uh, and he is a Bigfoot esque creature uh big brown furred large feet uh very ape-like uh he has a um a white uh uh handkerchief wrapped around one of his hands or his uh, wrists uh from an injury that he had when he was young uh that willis treated that was the big awakening thing at the end of this movie anyway um uh he's got a big goofy how would you describe his face? Someone describe his Wendigo Mon's uh, face. Big pink lips. Yeah, he's got like, uh, yeah. Uh, so he's got these big warbly uh, pink lips with like these kind of like big old squared like Totoro teeth underneath. Uh, yeah, and he's got like, like, like it's just like his face is squished together to where he has like big old eyes and then the big mouth. He looks like an all real monsters character. Yes. Yeah. You know what he looks like? Um, yeah. Cause I, you know, you know, my style, I got to swoop in and compare him to something that no one will get or has thought about in like 20 years. He looks like a hollow from bleach. Yes. Yep. You're absolutely what's, right. What's, uh, with what's the white bleach? mask on his head. Uh, bleach is, uh, <laughs> there's an angry young man with red hair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he's so okay. handsome and beautiful, and people make fun of him for it. Okay, name Strawberry. It's an anime. Okay, <laughs> I got it now. Okay, I'm back. I'm good. <laughs> Don't forget his name is Strawberry. That's the most important. Yeah, his part. name is Strawberry. Uh, oh, which his yes. parents, I guess, hated him and wanted him to. <laughs> I I know that from Ichigo 100. percent Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> with... uh, so his <laughs> so his ears uh, as a he has the white creepy mask of what used to be. Kokomon's face yeah uh and then he's got green mossy ears hanging down from the side of his head uh and he has the way he attacks is he has like hidden guns on his belly that, yeah like, but he, not cool like, hidden guns like ter- like Gargamon no. it's like a it's a six pack of guns if you will <laughs> uh I hate it um but yeah so that's you see him in that form he's uh he's a champion level uh he's a champion all right (laughs) he digivolves up to uh funny enough uh the actual digivolution of what uh kokomon turns into which is antilamon um where so basically you've got a really tall lanky bunny uh with like a pink jumpsuit on uh, its arms are really, really long. It's got uh, the brownish black arms uh, with uh, yellow or uh, mint green-ish diamond on its uh, wrists. Oh. Uh, at its head, you've got the rabbit eyes, uh, not the cute little dot eyes that uh, Terriermon has, but they're like actual, like if you look at a real rabbit's eyes. Uh, so they're red. Uh, got the little rabbit nose. You've got the three horns on the top of its head. Uh, brown uh, ears coming off with pink at the tips. 
Um, and she, well, it's a she in, uh, season three. So, or sorry, but, uh, and Tylemon doesn't really do much is only there fights. I think for a few seconds before digivolving to Kirpimon. Uh, so we don't even get to see, uh, bunny blades or anything like that. Oh, um, Kyle, I need my bunny blades. <laughs> uh, anti Lamont's hands turn into axes in case you were curious. Uh, anyway, I, I know you were, <laughs> uh, so now we get to its mega form, uh, which is Cherubimon or Kirpimon, uh, and this is the evil form of uh, Trubimon or Kirpimon. Uh, it is a a jester, like a bunny jester with like creepy giant long, or like scary big purple arms, uh, with a like green like uh, center belly, uh, little bitty legs because he's always like floating. Uh, and the jestery part, the like that you really get that from is like he has the clown collar uh, around his neck, um, the the big frills with the bells on the end. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, he is. This is where you get to see the virus stuff the most. Uh, I think Rob, you described it as like like a purple gooiness on the inside of him. Yeah, he's like uh, filled with, the, with virus. <laughs> yeah, with like black balls. He's got and stuff a lot like of. He's got a lot of Ivan ooze in him. Uh, yeah, actually, yes. you know, <laughs> you're not wrong. Now that you say that, um, but yeah, he's the final form. He's the one that they fight. They, the, the, he juggles them at one point, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, he, he de-ages them somehow. I don't know. Powers. Again, he uses powers, a mysterious Digimon. power that's not explained. Exactly. This is an uh, anime. Summary for this movie. Uh, anyway, okay, and then last, uh, lastly, really quickly, he does revert to Cherubimon, Kirpimon, good form. Uh, basically, you take everything that uh, was the evil form and turn it pink and white, uh, and of course, make everything like happier. Like his ears aren't all like filled with holes anymore. Now they're like angel wings. Uh, still got yeah. the jester collar though. Still got the jester uh, collar because so. he can't. He's still got to be a little scary. He's still a trickster, you know? Ooh, he's... Ooh, he's ooh, I'm going to play a prank ooh. on you. Ooh, 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 watch out. And that, uh, and that is that is, uh, that is is all of the Digimon. That is all of them. I know I said I would be fast, and this is definitely going to be the longest section, but when you have 18 Digimon to get through... <laughs> wow, Kyle. That's, you can do. <laughs> that's all the Digimon. Yeah. All of them, ever. Every that's single one. Never have to... Never have to say a different one ever. <laughs> yep. There's not even gonna, one just... that is a monkey with Elvis hair, and there's not one that is a talking uh, poop pile. Poop. Yep. Uh, yep. Those don't, those don't exist. Don't, don't worry about them. About. Anyway, uh, so now that I'm done with all that, uh, we've got uh, favorite least favorite is up next. I think. Ooh. Yeah. I think we're. I think we're there. Perfect. After uh, all do these you guys years, mind if I jump in first? Get in there. Sure. Get awesome. in the pool, Rob. Uh, I think my favorite moment might honestly be the first fight um, between uh, Greymon and Parrotmon. It's yeah. super fast, but like it's th- the setup and build up for it is so interesting and so like spooky, um, and like just like the way that like the audio design and the impact of like Greymon's like Nova breath, um, it all feels really good. Like it just. Not only does it sound good and look good because of the animation style, 
Um, but like it, it just, I don't know, man. There's something about like a kaiju fight at night that really like it pops. Yeah. Um, yeah. And while like the scale is the tone's constantly being pulled back by like the editorial choices and like by like a team at Fox wringing their hands nervously about like we can't make it too adult or too dark. Uh, quick, have a joke here. Um, you still get like with those bits and pieces of like the real original like anime ha- are so baked in that they bleed through even like all the American trash you put on top of it. And it, it still presents itself as like a really like serious and big moment, especially like using the whistle to like get Greymon to wake back up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. the the Japanese version is definitely the more emotionally impactful version, but I will say this about the American version. When the fight starts and Greymon charges at Parrotmon and they do that classic like hand locked wrestling yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Digimon the- American theme song kicks in. That's rad. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. that's a pretty good moment. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot I would say that's different between the between the two versions, and I'm going to talk about it in my uh, final thoughts. But I, I do think yeah, there's there's moments like that in the American version that I just go, I kind of like that a little bit better. I feel like it's almost the same Godzilla issue. It's like you know watching G85 and G84. It's like sometimes you'll watch G85 and be like, yeah, but I really like how they did that though. You know, like yeah. just that one scene, yeah. I like that more. I uh, I will say G85 has a lot more of those moments than this does. <laughs> that's very true yeah a very good point but <laughs> yeah but that's um, uh, that's i think my favorite moment i think it it hits like i like the later fights in part two re- like the super flat art style when they're fighting inside that universe is really good but i think the one that hit me the most emotionally and was the most effective for me because of all the soundscaping they did and because it was such a simple fight it's just like a street you know it's a bridge that it bumps into it's a small area uh that's all really contained yeah Yeah. Uh, no i agree uh do you want to go next cam well rob it's funny you mentioned the, the the fight in the second movie or i guess act two uh because I'm going to go ahead and claim, um, I won't do the big climactic one. I'll let Kyle take that one. Because yes. <laughs> while I really liked the fights themselves in the second movie, what I really liked was how the, I'm a, I really like how anime in this time period depicts the internet and cyberspace. Yeah. And it's a, a moment that is kind of ruined by bizarre song choice. In the American version, <laughs> are you kidding? Because that they, makes it so much better. In the in the American, so there's uh, there, it's uh, Metal Garumon and War Greymon, and they are zooming through the internet tubes, uh, to to their towards their their final confrontation with uh, Devorum Diabolman, Diabolical <laughs> Man, Diaboromon and um you know the the nukes have been launched and things are really tense and in the American version all that is ruined because there's a less than Jake song playing um and it just does not match the tone at all but yeah they are zooming through these like pink CGI tubes and uh they're digidestin there's tie on uh, it's like a series of screens along the top of the tube that they are like looking up so that the image carries it's the same image on all these screens going down the length of the tube. 
and yeah. it's uh, Ty on one screen and Matt on another, and they're kind of just like saying, "Like, hang in there, guys. We're gonna do this together." And I don't know. There's just something about it that's just so. It's it's like peak early two thousands anime. Um, and it gave me almost Macross plus vibes of like the final battle with Sharon Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Big, uh, AI pop star who decided she wanted to hypnotize and control all of humanity. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, of course, but just something about how everything, when they're in cyberspace, the outline, instead of uh, a black, like it would be everywhere else, the outline is kind of an orange bright red Mm -hmm. and the colors are a lot flatter and in this one scene in particular, there is just like, it's it's like their car is driving through a tunnel and the lighting is hitting them in a really interesting way. And it's just, it's, it, it's, it's, it, that scene sums up everything that I really enjoy about sort of the art style of these first two movies. Yeah. And that art style kind of carried me through the American version. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, uh, I, yeah, a hundred percent. I, yeah. I love... I, I love that. I love the way that they did the just the the animation on the Digimon in the second movie is so interesting with yeah. them. Like I said, the orange outline. Yeah. I think that's the thing that makes it stand out is like everything has that orange outline to yeah. it. And that is so cool. It's so unique. I don't think I've seen something like that before with that orange outline instead of like a black outline. I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. Well, it's it's and a specific sort of... style that's called like super flat. It's an actual like art style that really started to gain a lot of traction after this movie and the director mm. has made a lot of other stuff with that style and it's really focused on like very light backgrounds and yeah that orange thin outline around everything to make all the like individual components kind of pop and a lot of use of 3d elements in the background to like shift and move around to show how two-dimensional these three-dimensional things are you know yeah yeah it's really it's cool just, stuff. It's, it's so well executed in this movie and just every confrontation between our two hero Digimon and the big bad Digimon in these bizarre, like sort of spherical internet arenas. Mm-hmm. It's all just depicted in a really interesting way. And I really, really, really like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so first of all, obviously my big, my actual favorite moment is the final, the climax with Omni, uh, Omnimon Omegamon. Uh, uh, and I have to give a shout out to my funny favorite moment, though. Uh, it has always made me laugh about this movie. So uh, it's when they are talking to their Digimon and Gen-I in, in, the, in the computer, right? And they're all these little, little sprites of the, of the Digimon. Yeah, these little, like, 8-bit... Yeah, they're like little, yeah, 8-bit eight, eight little character models of all the Digimon. Um, and so they go, Tentamon and Agamon go to the little teleporters to get teleported into the internet. Gatomon, <laughs> for some reason, is just kind of walking into a wall. Um, <laughs> she clips through reality for a second, ends up in like the bad place. That's like, why she lost no her joke. ring. Yeah, there so, you yeah, go. Yeah, she no left joke. her ring she just, in the like, wall that she glitched through. <laughs> she's like standing, she's already in the back of the group, and then she kind of just w- turns to the left 
and just walks into the corner of the little square pixelated room and is just like kind of just walking there the entire time. <laughs> and it's just like one of those moments where you're like, hey, got got him on. Got got him. Can you can you mm, got him on? Mm. <laughs> can you stop? Um, but yeah, uh, that was really funny to me. It always makes me laugh every time I get to that scene. Um, it's but, like she's uh, like she's oh, lagging yeah. in Counter Strike. <laughs> she's lagging in Counter Strike. Popped into a T pose and started clipping through like the you know floor, just like. <laughs> oh my god! If War Greymon had loaded in in a T pose, I would have lost <laughs> my mind. <laughs> I would love if all Digimon form in a T pose, regardless of what. Like if even the dog ones. A T pose, and then they like slowly go into their actual pose. Especially the dog ones. Especially the yeah, dog especially. ones. But anyway, my, my favorite moment, yeah, is uh is the climactic battle in movie two, or part you know, the, the middle part of the movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, whichever way you want to talk about it. Uh where uh yeah, so War Greymon and Metal Gurumon uh they they fought and they lost, they got their butts kicked, so they're like barely hanging on already. So they get to the final room that is basically the cockroach Dioboromon scene where it's just like oh. millions of them r- scurrying on the walls. Um, <laughs> and uh, they are still moving slow because of the emails and stuff like that. And they basically get like hit by billions of hits from the Dioboromons uh, and uh, are now floating and kind of you know, just like dead essentially, but they're not dead because if they were dead, they would de-digivolve or they would disappear. So <laughs> they're just hurt. Um, they're Ty just hurt and Matt, real bad. Uh, through the magic of anime, uh, enter the internet uh, to save their partner Digimon. Uh, and when they get there, uh, they uh, use the power of the people, the all the all the ones wishing for them to win. To do a big DNA digivolve between uh, War Greymon and Metal Gururumon. Uh, this is a huge deal uh, because up until this point, including in Japan, we had not seen a digivolution past Mega yet. Yeah. So this is kind of a huge deal of like, what is past Mega? What is this? Uh, and so that one itself was cool. And then, yeah, just the, the stuff that uh, uh, Omnimon does, like the they all fire the laser blasts, he uses the sword and deflects every single blast back and it kills like, you know, a good portion of them and then starts firing the big cannon into them until it wipes the rest of them out. Uh, and in the American version, it's another moment where the American version I, I like a little bit better because that music kicks in uh, as he's firing the Supreme Cannon and like the explosion, like, overtakes the rest of it and it's like all like the digimon theme playing it's like yeah uh, <laughs> never had to knock on wood search just blaring is that when <laughs> the mighty mighty boston's kicks in <laughs> no i wish I, no that's that not kicks when in when they're they're going in. through the tubes to like meet up with them <laughs> oh yeah and like everyone's really worried because like oh no our internet lag is slowing down and there's a nuclear missile coming and well let's let's play some ska to cut the tension yeah <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so they he like wipes out the rest of them. There's only the one left, uh, but he's still moving too slow. And I really, I just, I love the climax of this, where Izzy realizes like, no, wait, we could just forward all the emails to Diaboramon. <laughs> just sends everything to him, and it slows Diaboramon down so much. And then uh, Omnimon just like rushes him and stabs him straight through the face to kill the last Diaboramon. It's so good. It's a and very what does good he say, like climax. Kyle? 
<laughs> what is it? Is it is it t- time's up? Is that what he says? No, he 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 stabs Diaboramon and then goes connection terminated. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> which is just straight up like a line from one of the RoboCop movies. <laughs> Well, it's a it's it's, just, it's it's the end of Terminator One, <laughs> yeah. and def, I think RoboCop Two. It's yeah, it's definitely it's the most eighties <laughs> action movie thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's it's so good. So so yeah so uh, like that that's definitely my favorite moment. Um, and if you don't mind, I'm just gonna go straight into my least favorite. Um, Get is, there. Uh, I, 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 you know I want to say all of movie three, but that's not fair. <laughs> uh, that's a cop out. No, uh, I've already kind of said my least favorite moment. That's why I'm going to be really brief about it. Uh, my least favorite thing is directly involved with three and not not so much one and two. Uh, but in three, just just going straight from the movie, especially watching it now and having watched all of Adventure and Adventure 2 and now I've gone back and rewatched this movie again recently, you know, it's like, it's like going back into it and watching the third movie uh, section again, just all the stupid inconsistencies that are, and it's, it's the worst part is, is the inconsistencies aren't even the American movie's fault. It's the movie itself is just not a good Digimon movie. And so it's like, uh, it hurts me so much that it's so not in canon and just like is blatant about it and doesn't even care that it's not in canon, but yet it wants to act like it is. And so it's just like, what, what is even happening? And like the time frame where the movie is supposed to take place, if it was in canon, makes no sense for them to have a movie there because it's, in the middle of the Digimon Emperor stuff. They don't have and access to the forms that they're using. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't make sense. Uh, and, uh, I mean, and I'm very sad that we didn't get to see, you know, Armadillomon turn into a submarine. You know, that's just not... I'm always sad when I don't get to see that. <laughs> well, but, uh, but, no, I just, I just, I just, I don't know. The inconsistencies in the third part make it worse for me. Not just because, like, oh, it already seems, like, added on. But, like, it's like... Not only is it added on, but it's also bad. So, like when I was watching this, I watched the, I was watching it, and I was like, oh yeah, the first part, because I, I, I had watched the Japanese versions right before. I was like, oh, the first part, oh yeah, it's a little different. It's not too bad though. There's some stuff in there. Like it's American Digimon. I know what to expect with the dialogue and the writing and everything like that. I know what's coming. But <laughs> then I got to the third part, and I just like tuned out for like all of the third part of the movie. I was just like, it's I don't. Hard this is not stupid. To. <laughs> I don't care. Like, none of this makes any sense. None of it matters. Move on. Okay, I'm done. Like, it just, I, I don't know. I just didn't, the inconsistencies with how, like, what is canon and what is not, especially because the first two parts are and the third part aren't, is just very confusing, especially for a little kid who watched the movie in theaters and you're watching season two currently and you're like, wait, when does the golden egg show up? And then you get to the show, part of the show where the golden egg shows up and you're like, but wait, the angels didn't make the golden egg, and it's just so it's confusing. Anyway, I'm done. Uh that's my complaint. <laughs> Cameron, do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Cause Miley's favorite moment is a little more specific, but I think it illustrates really well uh both Kyle's point and the bigger problem with the third part of the movie. So I I wanna say in total, thirty minutes of film was cut from all of the 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 first two and this uh this third movie well it had to be more than that 
Because the second movie is an hour by itself. Let me... And then the third movie is an hour as well. So the third movie is the one that got all the time cut, I think. Okay, so even know. even more that even more, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, just a hilarious. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make it any like most of the movie was cut out, and which is shown in the third movie by just not only is stuff clearly missing, like Vimon jumping in between forms, just off camera. There's also weird shots where everything's like zoomed way in. Um, and it's uh, Rob, you mentioned that they did a lot in the nineties where they cropped it to fit on. Well, okay. So there's the on purpose stuff and then there's the cheating stuff. So there's the on purpose <laughs> stuff where they cropped it to fit nineties TVs. So everything had to be a perfect square, not a, but not this a is rectangle. A, but this is a theatrical is, release. Yeah. But even the theatrical release, baby, <laughs> But no, what makes it infinitely worse is it's not just like not just cropped for a TV. It's also actively zoomed in on a character's face so that they can bridge from one scene to another scene while cutting out 15 minutes of content, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah. we're all here doing this thing. Close up of a character or a Digimon's face. I think farts smell bad. And then it cuts back to like the characters in a desert suddenly going like, well, I guess we're moving over here now. And it just like, it well, just, I guess we've been walking for days. It, yeah. It just like in the Colorado desert. It, it cheats a lot in the third half. Yeah. It's well, we'll talk, bad. we'll talk more about that in, in, in animation. Cause I want to get way more in depth into that exact thing. Uh, but my specific least favorite moment, and this is something that a lot of people point to for, how the movie is bad it's a scene where willis and davis are alone in the woods and they're having a heart to heart about how all this happened and willis is talking about how uh you know the virus infected uh kokomon and now he's this weird big monster and because they've cut so much out of the original movie davis is suddenly now leaned up against a tree crying and the voice actors, God bless them, they didn't. They didn't have anything. They, <laughs> I believe, the voice actors did the best that they possibly could have. But he just goes yep. like, "That's the saddest story I've ever heard." And Willis, what we're watching is because I know anime, a scene where Willis says something touching yet inspiring to Davis to help cement his resolve, and hands him his gla- his goggles. Which is, you know, symbolic because these are the Digimon protagonist goggles. But what we, what the voice actors say is, hey, don't cry. Get over it. And then <laughs> smash cut to Davis just like, okay. And he's not crying anymore. He's standing up straight. He's totally fine now. His goggles are on his head. And yep. he is good. Yep. <laughs> and it's Ooh. just, yeah, it's the perfect example of how this whole movie has just been just chopped and screwed into oblivion <laughs> like it's so it's camera oh yeah sorry i just wanted to i just wanted to i was i was doing the math and stuff while you were talking about how much time was cut oh so you're right so about 35 minutes total were cut because the three movies together were two hours long so but this one the third movie Oof. was the one that's the longest the third movie was 60 minutes long 
So that means like half this movie has been cut half out. Half the movie is just gone. Yeah. <laughs> like literally literally probably 20 or 25 minutes of oh, the cuts no. that were made were to the third movie. Yeah. I guarantee you. And there's cuz the other two are close to the normal length yeah. that they were. There's a whole subplot that got cut out which if they had left it in somehow everything would have at least made a little bit more sense. We'll we'll get into it, Rob. What what's what's up? <laughs> what, what's yours? No, I, I first off, I definitely agree with Cameron. Uh, honestly, that's indicative of a lot of problems I have with this, where character facial act, like you know, facial reactions to things, have to be masked with dumb jokes to try and be like, oh, we're cutting the scene short, or like, oh, we don't want the scene to be too like sad. We're gonna we just gotta get past this. Uh, which leads to a lot of like really, really dumb lines, some of which are very, very funny, but it's weird to see Ty like crying over like an unconscious Agumon being like, Oh, I sure hope I get cheeseburgers tomorrow. You know, like it's just like <laughs> uh, whoa, the disconnect's a little bit too strong. But that's not my least favorite yeah. moment. Uh honestly, the inclusion and forceful introduction and repeated reminders that Willis is extremely important <laughs> to the plot of this movie. And the ham-fisted nature and the poorly thought out way it's done, and just literally every single thing that goes into trying to create the Willis story arc is so bad. And it's so yeah. forced. And it just derails anything. Because you're just watching the movie. And even though I didn't like know how the third act of this, like, I didn't remember... You can tell when it's stitched in because the animation style is suddenly different. His character is just like a two-dimensional like image on a, a TV screen. It's just bad. Yeah. It's it's just so many baffling choices. And so much of this movie is told to you already through Kari's narration. Even she'll tell you what's happening as it's happening in yeah. just a really unnecessary and kind of almost condescending way. <laughs> Well, kids are dumb and they're not going to understand. We need to. Kids are so. (laughs) Kids are so dumb and they won't be able to pay attention unless there's loud ska being blasted at them. (laughs) Ah, man. Yeah. So I think I think the way if they honestly if they wanted to do it exactly the way it was, you could have just had Willis show up in the third one and then be like, oh, well, that virus infected like other Digimon across the world and like. You know, like, I was trying to deal with that. And, like, you don't even have to have him be, like, a super scientist that also made the virus, uh, that made this Digimon, and then somehow that virus came back and infected one of his Because there's, like, all this stuff that we're just kind of, like, told as, like, these massive plot revelations. It would be, like, unbelievably, like just like wild you like made this, a digimon how did you do just, that like what did you how did you make a virus that in fact like what other digimon did it do what 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 you know it's just like it's so many extra things that are thrown in that you just have to like that the lore of the world that they're building doesn't maintain itself you know yeah it's a flimsy structure to build a story off of anyway and then they hang more shit on top of it and the whole thing just like crumbles in the third act yeah it's not great nope <laughs> i would go so far as to say it's bad wow big it's a bad thing that they did <laughs> so cameron 
Yes. Uh, I know we kind of already talked about the animation a little bit, but why don't you go a little bit more into detail on some of the things? So I got some things I want to elaborate on. And first, I want to tell you about one of my favorite anime directors. (gasps) His name is uh, Mamoru Hosoda. You may remember that name being mentioned uh, fairly recently. In 2018, he directed a film called Mirai, which was uh, up for a uh, for an Oscar for Best Animated Feature in 2019. He's won a lot of awards, and he directed the first two Digimon short films that make up the first and second acts of the Digimon movie. He did not direct the third, which is part of why the tone is so wildly different. In fact, nobody that worked on the se- on the first and second movies uh, also worked on the third. Yeah, which is why the animation style is different. The whole flow is different. The characters just don't act in the same. Well, they don't kind have the way. same expression. They act like their TV, like the TV show counterparts. Yeah, there's the, the film doesn't have the same logic that it had before. Yes, there's budget which is, and expression and energy. Yeah kinetic force in all the shots of the first two acts because of his art style and his direction and then the third it feels more like the actual tv show pastel washed out colors very stiff character design and like very very stiff movement from the digimon yeah and i mean like comparing things like um when uh terriermon evolves into gargamon for the first time there's a very sort of acrobatic fight, which is fun to watch. And he, you know, smacks Windigomon in the face with his big gun hands and does some surprising acrobatics. But compare that to Agumon at the very beginning of the film, just kind of pushing his claw through an incredibly detailed uh, vending machine. Yeah. Which honestly reminds me of some of the bigger uh, 80s and 90s, like big budget anime movies, yeah. like from Ghibli. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, just the approach is different, which you expect because they're different movies, but watching it all together is so jarring. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That and being said, um... that being said, I have a lot that I, the animation was always the strong draw, and it's the point that I actually probably in Final Thoughts, I'm still going to recommend that people watch this movie because it's just so pretty. For most of it, anyway. Um, there's so a lot funny, of thi- funny story, real quick before before you continue. Uh, Mamoru Hosoda actually directed a episode of the uh, actual anime series itself. Oh, he did, uh, which I just found out. Yeah, uh, there was an episode where uh, Ty momentarily got sent back to the real world uh, before everybody else came with him. Uh, and it's this weird, like surreal episode where he's with Kari showing him her Koromon and like, then he has to go back at the end. But yeah, apparently, episode. apparently he directed that episode. Uh, so that's really interesting. I didn't know that. Anyway, continue. I, I can see that. Um, <laughs> oh, and also the, uh, first two Digimon movies, uh, got him noticed by Studio Ghibli and he almost directed Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, but left with Studio Ghibli and went to go work at Studio Madhouse after some creative differences. Huh. huh. Yeah. Uh, he's he's made some really, really good stuff. If you like this, watch Summer Wars, which is basically a complete vision of his for this. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. took he took another run at it. It is basically <laughs> the exact same story as the second part of this movie. 
Yeah. yeah. Still really good. Very good. You should watch yeah. Summer Wars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's good on its own right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but it is. Yeah. If you've seen this movie, you go, isn't this just... Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Um, uh, but anyway, going more into the actual animation, um, Rob earlier today was uh, in the group chat and mentioned how uh, movement is so beautifully portrayed, especially in the internet, wor- the cyber world. There's a lot of really great stretch and flow in the character models to kind of over-exaggerate their movements. Yeah. Uh, like there's um, when War Greymon is first starting the fight with uh, Diaboromon. Oh my God. That's so hard to say and I don't know why. Because it's um, very, very late. That's why it's very yeah. Hard to when say. he's when he's first starting, you know, uh, he gets a laser blast that blasts one of his gauntlets on, but he keeps moving his arm forward. He just turns it into a big punch. Yeah, and there's just this big like stretch and just over exaggerated of him just like throwing, and you can just see yeah. the force going from his shoulder to his elbow to his fist, and it's just it's yeah. You feel you feel the kinetic yeah. energy yeah. of him like it's an, he gets his arm pushed. He gets the thing pushed off his arm, <laughs> and then he pulls his fist together and pulls his arm back and then yeah. you know you feel you feel every bit of the uh, the movement of War Greymon within the animation yes. and that's just sometimes that's really hard to pull off <laughs> I yeah. just I'm well, just saying one like, of the things that like makes that so impactful is it's distorting the body's physical proportions to show the weight and flow of gravity it's called squash and stretch animation something that Disney used to do all the time like a lot of like early like you know those like you know like steamboat willy kind of like things where like characters were more liquid looney tunes are more liquid and dynamic than they are static and the first two like shows the first two clips uh, or segments of this movie they really have a lot of squash and stretch where characters ripple as they're hit uh, they like bend and move in this almost liquidy kind of way as they move and strike one another. And it adds gravity and impact to the delivery of a punch and the impact of a punch, the delivery of like yeah. a fall and the impact of a fall. They make the, they use animation as a tool to convey in a very, very like, you know, like simple way. This is a big hit, you know? <laughs> There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of force behind this. Yes. Um, in addition to that, something that uh, Hosoda does a lot is uh, these fun visual parallels, which I really, really enjoy. Um, like uh, one of the earliest ones is uh, Ty is looking at Kari as she is just kind of like sleeping, holding the digi egg. Yeah. And then it cuts immediately to an egg frying in a pan. Yeah. <laughs> or um, as, you know, Izzy and Ty are getting the news that, hey, a nuke just launched from America. There is, outside of Ty's window going up, there is a uh, plane and then with a big uh, sort of vapor trail behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that cuts to um, Mimi looking up and seeing what she thinks is a plane, but is actually the missile going over Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. very very good stuff the kind of stuff that i'm a big nerd for um but yeah there's just a lot of really pleasing animation and the third the third movie doesn't look bad i mean the american does because it's you know half of it is gone it's zoomed Um, all the way in on like you know so it's like it gets pixelated at certain points yeah (laughs) yeah it's but the actual the actual style and stuff in the third movie isn't 
bad. No, it's like, like the it's show. Not like it's badly it's, animated. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, it looks it's, it's, it's like slightly better. Yeah, it's slightly, slightly better than the show. It's yeah, what it slightly is. higher it's, resolution than the show. Like it looks like what we kind of expect from an anime movie. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It's the anime movie. It's it it's it looks just like the show, but it's just slightly yeah. better. <laughs> it's like the, unless it's the you OVA get a summer movie, unless you get like a big like a visionary kind of person behind one of the anime movies. Usually they are just like, oh well, we'll just use all the same animators for the show. Maybe we'll like throw some more budget behind it so we can do another passes on the animation. You know, like stuff like that. That's usually how it goes, and that's what that third movie feels like. But yeah, yeah seeing them back to back is what makes the third movie feel worse animation wise because you're just like, but it's not, the sa- yeah. it's not the same. It's not the same yeah. guy. Like that kinetic energy we felt with the last one is gone. And it's not to say, cause the, the Wendigo versus uh terrier mon fight in New York is actually pretty fun. It's real but fun. Like, yeah. But it's just not, it's not war Greymon getting his, claw punched off and then him having <laughs> yeah. to do a punch. Yeah, it's not, it's like not it's Omnimon not... doing this big, slow sword slash and then, you know, a million bad guy <laughs> mons just getting obliterated by lasers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not the same, it's just not on that same level. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, we should probably move on to sound, sound I think, right? Design. Sound design. Let me get through this real fast. So, Breaking it down into three <laughs> sections. We got voice acting. This is going to be a deep cut, but like at times, this is ghost stories bad. Straight up parody of what they're like actually <laughs> supposed to be doing in the scene. Yeah, um, but I like love every minute. Moment. <laughs> it is it is absolutely clear that the Fox dubbing team was so nervous about there being any serious moments in this that they had to make it as kid-friendly as possible, despite the fact yeah. that Digimon is not nearly as kid-friendly as Pokemon. It just ain't. No. That's just what, that's exactly what I was about to say is like funny enough, like I feel like the show has more serious moments in it and takes a breath longer yes. than this movie does. It's, I think it's, I think it literally was nervous. <laughs> I think they were like, Oh my God, we're I mean, making a theatrical yeah. movie. Uh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we yeah. Do? <laughs> I was literally, the next line is the dub is terrified <gasps> of silence and seriousness. Yes. The two big yep. S's in anime. Yeah. I have I an extra was section this. after this. That I we was watching this. About. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I, I just, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I was watching this with my partner, Rachel, and that is exactly what she said about it. The movie is terrified of silence. Um, they got to just fill everything with as much noise as possible, Where whether it's characters talking very, very fast. Yes. Or, you know, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 soundtrack. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is that classic, like, you know, like 90s anime dub where it's just like, like, just constant talking. However, speaking of the soundtrack... The soundtrack is perfect. It's amazing. It's the best movie soundtrack ever made. The music never fits the tone or theme or vibe of any single scene that it is ever a part of. And yet... That's not true. Well, okay. Sometimes... Well, if it's the Digimon, like, Digimon, that fits. Yeah. (laughs) But they had to edit to force it in to, like, make... They had to edit the actual imagery to make any of the songs fit hilariously. Okay. Sometimes it maybe fits. But hyperbole is funny. So I, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the intro is a digi rap that is peak like educational rap '90s nonsense. It's so good, it's so good, guys. By the soundtrack, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack slaps, uh, and it is used hor- horrifically. Just 
it's it's wasted on this movie. Like yes. they just don't use it. It kills any emotion that the scene is supposed to have. Yeah, and creates it this dissonance hey, between Digimon, your eyes hey, and Digimon. your ears. We pretty much used. We pr- pretty much said the two times that the soundtrack works in our favorite moments, which is the Greymon Parrotmon fight, yes. and then the uh, Omnimon uh, final, like m- like when it's just wiping out yeah. all of Diaboramon. Those are the two times the soundtrack is like on point. It like hits it, and you're Where like, yeah, narratively fits. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I love every second of it. Again, it just doesn't <laughs> quite fit always. Sometimes you like to just close your eyes and not pay attention to the movie you're watching and just be like, hey, Digimon, hey, Digimon, warriors <laughs> in the digital world. Um, soundscaping is also very, very good in the first two bits. Uh, the first two segments have extremely punchy sound effects. Not only is the, the animation like really good with a squash and squash and stretch, uh, but one of the things that's like really, really amazing is the thunderous boom of every single like uh like cannon shot every like blast of fire uh the like sword like swiping and like launching a million like laser blasts backwards has such a nice resonant like impact to everything uh the third segment it's all it feels like it's such a wash it's at, it's on par with like the actual show where it's not like bad, it's not like they're missing sounds, it's not like it's bad sound mixing, but because the animation and sound mixing is so good in the first two, then once you get to the second where they didn't have the budget for like big, thunderous, booming sound effects, it's just kind of like, you know, it feels <laughs> it feels so much yeah. cheaper, and it's just like, you know, you're like, how long have I been watching this movie? Yeah. <laughs> And that's and that's definitely like I will say it right now. That is definitely something that a hundred percent the American version does better than the Japanese version is the soundscaping because uh, the soundscaping, funny enough, has the foley problem that a lot of like Japanese movies have, where it's just like half the sounds that should be happening, we're just not going to throw a sound effect in, and you're just like. But it's animation. Like, what? what why not? Like, I don't understand. It's, it's as simple as dragging and dropping. Like, I don't understand. So, yeah, no, the U.S. the U.S. soundscaping, especially in the first two movies, like you're saying, is just like just leagues better than even the Japanese version of those two movies. Uh, like, you know, G eighty five syndrome. If I want to make an ultimate cut of like take the soundscaping from the american version and throw it into the japanese version uh but uh yeah uh so uh before we get to final thoughts we have one thing that we would be remiss to not talk about because we haven't talked about it yet guys what is the unskippable cutscene of this movie oh my gosh i forgot all about it okay angela anaconda okay let's just i want to set up how weird this is so take yourself back to the 90s. Now, the 90s was known for two big like cartoon networks, right? Uh, you had Cartoon Network and you had Nickelodeon. And then you had Saturday morning Fox cartoon shows, right? Fox Kids, yeah. The Fox, Fox Box. Kids. Well, it was Fox Kids and yep. then became Fox Box later. But it was Fox Kids at first. And that's where Digimon lived. Digimon was a Fox product. That's what they mm-hmm. had. So, because Pokemon was on Pokemon was on WB. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which and Pokemon's also the whole reason this movie got made. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So 
why is Angela Anaconda a B-rate Nickelodeon TV show that wasn't even super... That's being generous. Super, it wasn't super <laughs> popular at that point. It was like, you know, it was no. around, but it was just like a weird show. Like, it wasn't... Like, I don't remember that being ever that big. But this... It was in like its fifth or sixth season at the at this point, too. Was it? I'm sure, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It was a cheap to Would make Would you be show. surprised? Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I remember Penny way better. The stop motion... Uh, girl from Pee-wee's Playhouse with pennies for eyes. I remember her way better than Angela Anaconda. But this is basically this like five minute long intro scene, which is a bunch of characters who know nothing about Digimon, whose writers know nothing about Digimon, who've been told you need to make an advertisement for Digimon because we're using some of Nickelodeon's money to do the sound effects for the first two thirds of this movie. (laughs) So... Angela Anaconda is this like uh, black and white photos of these like, you know, kids all from like 50s style, like, you know, like, like class books, I guess. Uh, They're cut out of yearbooks. Of yearbooks. Thank you. And it's like, you know, they squash and stretch her face to make her like move around and like look at things and all that kind of stuff. Um, So she goes to go watch a movie with all of her friends. But, oh, Digimon's so popular and everyone else is there, including all the bullies. And then the bullies gets the teacher to sit in front of her and the the teacher has a big old beehive hair. And then Angela Anaconda fades into an imagination like scape where she digivolves into herself, but slightly bigger and with robot like armor on and ties and hair. She's got t- <laughs> and, goggles. and goggles. She has the goggles too. So clearly yeah. like at this point, it's like, you guys don't know what digivolving is. You don't know what the show is about. <laughs> Nobody like watched she summons the show a Digimon. for a second. It's just straight up like uh, like a bunch of like 30 or 40 year olds were in a room and were told to make an advertisement and they had no clue what they were making an ad for. And it's just like stuck at the beginning of this movie. And you're like, what is going on? Because it's five minutes. <laughs> and one of the best Internet stories I've ever heard is that this caused a family to get a divorce. <laughs> And that to me is because like they went to go see this movie and like they were like had been fighting for a really long time and they're like, listen, we're going to make things work. We're just going to see this movie. They get to the theater and like four minutes in, it's this random like cartoon show that has nothing to do with Digimon and the kid starts crying and the parents start yelling at each other saying, I thought you bought the tickets for the right movie. Well, I thought, why did you want a ticket to this movie? (laughs) They're just yelling at each other and the father storms out. And then like minutes later, the actual movie starts. Uh, And that that's the legacy of, of Angela Anaconda, not this seasons that existed before. But the weird five-minute-long Digimon sketch <laughs> that makes no sense. I just, I just have to. I really have to specify with this because it's. I had the unfortunate, like, of watching. I, I, I watched Angela Anaconda not like because I wanted to, but it was one of those shows that you'd be like, oh, it's on TV. <laughs> Like while I'm waiting for something else, so you just leave it on. While I'm uh, waiting for Kablam. And the show is, yeah, <laughs> the show was just terrible. Like none of the jokes are funny. It's also like really like, especially like looking back on it now, it's like really bad about like making fun of like fat people and like 
making like the teacher is like farting like all the time when she walks <laughs> because she's a fat old lady <laughs> and it's so bad and like the the stereotypes are just all over the place and then you watch it like you don't and then you take yourself out of that you're like okay look this is not this is not I'm watching this now in 2020 Let's take myself back to the year 2000, and I think back to when I saw this movie in theaters, and even then I was like, why is this here? Like, what? what is this? What is the cross-promotion? Yeah. Like, what is the, like, who's the demographic of people that are like, I'm a, man, I'm a huge Angelina Conda fan, man, I love Angelina Conda. Never heard of this <laughs> Digimon thing, not sure if I would like it. It's not like Angry Beavers or any of the, like, things that might have, like, some kind of demographic crossover you know, God, an Angry Beavers Digimon crossover. Yes, <laughs> it's no other Disney property. Disney, Nickelodeon property. Nickelodeon. And I'm wondering if it's like this was the cheapest one for them to produce. Like they can do like oh, hey Arnold or something. Like no, because well, yeah. it's not it's not animated. It's like the weird yeah. stop motion. It's like stop motion, but not. <laughs> I don't know. It's dumb. It's really bad. And like I think Rob or someone, one of you guys found. Just the Angela Anaconda yes, clip. I posted that just in case. Okay, like we need to post just that in on case our Twitter. We needed it. <laughs> we need to post that on our Twitter just to be like, hey, for the end of the episode, just so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it like doesn't make any sense. Like the 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 villain girl, uh, Nini Minette, I think is her name. Uh, the the French girl is inside of a mech version of the teacher which is weird because that's nothing in digimon yeah again uh, it's so. <laughs> written and from the perspective of someone who has no clue what digimon is and had to make this like a month before the movie came out you know it feels like they made it a week a before week, the yeah. movie came out <laughs> but anyway i we had to we had to talk about Absolutely. it i didn't want yeah. us to end the episode without talking about it so let's move on to final thoughts <gasps> on digimon the movie Ooh. Um, this is going to be ooh. interesting. Uh, I'll go first. I'll kind of, I'll get us, yeah. I'll, I'll step our toes into the water. Um, okay. So you guys know that I love the soundtrack so, 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 so much. Um, you've heard me complain about the plot issues. You've heard me rave about how good the animation is. So ultimately the question is with all the hurdles towards the enjoyment of this film, is it ultimately worth it? And I would still say yes with a big asterisk. <laughs> Watch the first two acts of this movie, and then you can feel free to turn it off or fast forward to the last minute of the movie where you get to see a, a monster dance to uh, You're an All-Star, uh, which is hilarious. Um, well, you get, to see a, you get to see a PowerPoint slideshow. That makes it look no, like the he's, monster he's is doing dancing. This. He's going. Well, he's because, just like walking. Yeah, and they, they just cut it to make it look like he's where dead. he's like about to attack someone, and then they just looped the footage. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very yep. dumb. Um, I would ultimately recommend that you rather watch the like Japanese releases of these first two movies to maintain that squash and stretch mentality uh, that like really good animation with the drama still intact. Well, admittedly the soundscaping is lacking in some places and the soundtrack is nowhere near as banging. I would probably go with that path um, or uh, ultimately uh, check out summer wars. 
yeah. Which is just which is the same thing, just doesn't have the Digimon in yeah, it. Just a more cohesive and there's Digimon looking things there. You know, there's a rabbit with a leather vest and punching gloves, so it's basically the same thing. That's basically a Digimon, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it really is. Um but yeah, I think I think it's worth checking out. I think my nostalgia for it, my memory going into this movie was literally of the first two acts. I did not remember the third act of this movie. And it's been, yeah, like 20 years since I watched it, but it's so weird that such an extreme, like a whole 30 minutes of a movie was just gone from my memory. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like I would expect at least to remember some bits and pieces, but even now as we're talking about it, like it's so underwhelming that I'm like, gosh, I kind of wish I had ended at the hour mark, you know, and hearing that behind the scenes, originally the pitch was to just make the two first like segments be the full hour and a half long movie. It makes me sad that we didn't get that plus ska music, which would have been ideal. (laughs) That's, that's my final thoughts is download the, the soundtrack. If you can find it or get the CD, if you can find one in a used record store and uh, watch the either the first two thirds of this movie, or go find the Japanese version. <laughs> uh, he, tipped, he tipped his checkered fedora I, I, at us. Yeah, he did. I've got my Vans on for this whole episode, by the way. Yeah, of course. Oh, he's skanking <laughs> away. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, so oh, we'll never next, catch him now. Um. Okay. Here's 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 the thing. Uh, I agree pretty much exactly with what Rob said. Uh, just watch the first two and cut it off. Like, there's not even there's honestly like for for even just a casual fan, there's nothing in the se- in the last part to watch. Like the fights, yeah, there's a couple of interesting fights, but they're not they're not worth it. Uh, well, and for they're the plot super to make cut no down. Sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, they're they're barely there. Yeah, so. So honestly, yeah. So I would say this is not okay. Here's the first thing: this is not a movie that I would introduce someone to the world of Digimon with ever. I would never use this. I would never say, "Hey, you want to watch Digimon?" and then show them this movie. Never in my life. I would never do it. Um, would I show them season one? Sure. Would I show them season two? Maybe. Would I show them season three? Absolutely. Absolutely. Would I show them them, uh, season four? Only if it was one of Marissa's friends, because it's her favorite season of Digimon. Uh, Would I show Digimon Savers, which is the one I keep talking up to everybody that I know? Absolutely. But I would never use this to show someone Digimon. Now, does that mean you shouldn't watch it if you can find it? No, not necessarily. I think you'll have fun with it, especially there's so many. Okay, here's the thing. There's a lot of bad jokes. And most of the bad jokes do land. Yes. So. Yes. That's <laughs> so. one thing. They're great jokes. But, and most of the good <laughs> jokes are in those first two bits, those first two halves. Yes. Once again, just watch yeah. the first two. You'll be fine. Yeah. Like, like the three bean salad. It's Because, yeah, every, uh. everything in the second movie, everything with Ty's mom, everything with even stuff that Izzy and Ty say and banter back before between each other is just, it's, it's gold. Yes. Um, so I think that, like, there is... There are there is a, a situation to show this movie to people, but I just don't think that it's a very good representation of what Digimon is as a whole. I don't think it's a good uh, showing of like uh, you know because these characters and stuff actually do go through journeys and evolve throughout the seasons that they're in, and so this movie doesn't ever show like any of the characters like having any characterization other than just being like, hey, 
this guy has funny hair and goggles. Uh, that's what this movie shows. If you have no context outside of this movie, that's literally all you know as, hey, he's Ty. I'm the narrator. He's my brother. He's the leader. And that's it. That's all you get. So, um, once again, did I have fun watching the first two parts of this movie? Absolutely. Uh, will I watch the first two parts of this movie again? Absolutely. Will I enjoy the third part anytime that I watch this movie? Nope. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't hate season three of Digimon or season two of Digimon, but I hate the third part of this movie because of how it misrepresents what happens in the second season of Digimon. It's just, it, it, there's, this movie is such a mixed bag. I don't know. I, I, I enjoy watching it. I would never tell someone to go out of their way to, to watch it. Uh, I did just learn a second ago that uh, seasons one through four of Digimon are now streaming on Hulu for free. Uh, obviously with commercials, but they're still all, all of them are on there. Uh, so if you have any interest in even looking into Digimon, start with season one, uh, give it, you know, through the Devimon arc and see if it's your jam. Um, but honestly it gets even better after Devimon. So, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying. there's a walrus <laughs> with Mjolnir <laughs> and there's a vampire who's the main villain. Uh, and there's, a clown. An eight, okay. there's an 80 foot tall vampire <laughs> who dresses like he's a 10 foot tall vampire <laughs> anyway but yeah I, I I still enjoy this movie for what it was it definitely takes me back to the old days but uh, yeah definitely not for everyone and whatever you do uh, just once again skip the third part don't watch <laughs> it Cameron yeah I mean, I would, okay, you should watch the original, uh, just the original releases, uh, the original Japanese releases, especially the first two, because as self-contained short films, they're great. Uh, they don't have the, the, the ska, but the ska isn't used correctly in the American cut anyway. So yeah, I'm throwing it down. I'm taking off my Digizoid gauntlets and I'm throwing them down. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kyle. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do. I do think it's worth watching, especially if you were a big Digimon fan, even with the, the pain of the third part and the weird Angela Anaconda, but we're not in a theater now, so we can fast forward through it and then turn it off as soon as the second part is done. Um, I have had so much fun not only watching this movie, but just getting back into Digimon. And uh, Kyle uploaded all of Digimon savers into our Dropbox, so that's all I'm doing for the next, like, 72 hours. Um, (laughs) So, like, this as sort of a gateway back into this, like, I think the first, like, capital A anime that I ever watched. Yeah. Yeah. was it's been a very positive experience for me um (laughs) and if you do want to if you watch the first two and want to watch the 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 third movie in its entirety in the original japanese cut it's not bad i mean it's a it's an anime summer tie-in movie it's you know you're not going to lose anything you're not going to regret watching it but you will if you watch the the chopped and screwed version (laughs) <laughs> uh, they got shoved into theaters because Fox saw how much money Warner Brothers made off of the first two Pokemon movies and said, I want that. <laughs> I want that for me. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's really great, over the top. Um, the the sound design, especially the Foley work in the American version, is better than the Japanese version. But the Japanese version has moments where it has kind of a march, which reminds me of like uh, MSO8 team. If you're a Gundam fan, or it's it's in the first one, it's very. It's I I would almost say it's Ifakube like like this kind of like military like yeah yeah when Greymon and Parrotmon are fighting in the Japanese version it's much more hype to have the American Digimon theme but I did enjoy that music because I can see the little plastic tanks rolling up and the Mazer guns getting into place and <laughs> I enjoy that yeah yeah uh but yeah especially if you're already a fan of Digimon it's worth watching the first half um. But yeah, otherwise, uh, just watch the the Japanese version. Just watch it for the for the squatch and stretch animation, <laughs> and then talk to me about it because I get I get real weird about this stuff. Real excited, uh, I clap a lot. I uh, yeah. <laughs> if someone's sitting next to me, I'll reach over and tap their <laughs> knee real fast when I see something that I want them Whoa. to see. Look. Oh, oh, look, 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 <laughs> only half of a lost episode. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, only half of one this time. There were some good uh, bits in there, though. So, Cameron, oh. um, yeah, you know, next month is your month, correct? I I do know this. I did. Have you picked? Have you picked something? <laughs> I. You know what? I wasn't expecting for. I thought for sure that I just kind of put it out there no, to wait, have Cameron, something. In wait, you had April because you did Stroya. Yeah. Yeah. No. Next up is okay. I'm off the hook. Yeah. Yeah, so next up, it's Rob. You're Wait, up next. Yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> let me tell you. I love how we just decided this on the episode at like yeah, just 1.40 now. in the Let morning. me tell you, everybody, <laughs> peek behind the curtain I know at, exactly, two in the, at 2 in the morning. I know exactly what we're going to cover, but I'm going to announce it on our Twitter uh, so if you could, you know, I want to ah, spice things up a little bit. So if you could just give the bumps and that way, you know, we'll be able, we'll announce it on there. That way it'll be a, it's a thing that I, I planned to yeah. do this from the get go. I knew of course, this whole time. An elegant plan. It's a genius. <laughs> I've just been, you know, uh, the quarantine probably when people are listening to this already happened, but for me it is tomorrow. <laughs> it is in a few hours uh, so. oh my god <laughs> well uh <laughs> that's fine uh you will see the announcement probably before this episode even posts or right after at least uh but anyway doing the bumps <laughs> thank you to all of our patrons uh c stafford joe jira jonathan the bbq nerd behind the mask 1313 caleb tally david myers melissa carter destroya Kyo Choshi, Huis, Nathan Towns, William Kish, Alex Yarborough, Jesse Hickman, Joshua Gilland, Jack Horowitz, Taylor Ward, Nicholas Whale, Eric Schuster, Chris Britt. You guys are all awesome. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you. 
we uh, we are still uh, still in the hiatus of uh, you guys uh, paying for the episodes or anything like that. So uh, that will be continuing onwards until we let you guys uh, until we until we feel like the country is in a place where we can <laughs> feel okay with uh, you know. Oh wait, you guys! I'm digivolving into Grateful Mon. Grateful Mon. Oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of Grateful Mon and Cameron, uh, what's thirteen seventy five for this week? <laughs> well, for thirteen seventy five, uh, you can join me as I travel around this great land and uh, look for Digimon because apparently you just have to see one at some point, and then the next summer you get you know whisk get to go to on an incredible world. digital world adventure. Yeah, yeah, yep. and uh, I'll get to meet that little blue punching dog. Wow, that I like so much. Amazing. Uh, who knows what'll show up? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little concerned that, you know, we'll find a Digimon and I'll get isekai'd like next summer and it'll be like a bunch of 10-year-olds oh, no. and 30-year-old me. Just, <laughs> well, I guess I'm Joe now. I'm in charge of these kids. <laughs> Come on, talking walrus. Let's find a refrigerator full of eggs. You guys, yeah, Digimon is so great. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. You won't be the leader. You'll be just the person no, in charge. No, I won't charge. be the leader. I'll just be the one that makes sure that the leader doesn't get everyone killed. You'll be old, reliable Joe. <laughs> old, reliable Joe. Oh, my gosh. And I'll be like, damn it, my name is Cameron. And they'll be like, shut up, old shut Joe. Shut up, Joe, you old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Um, okay. Uh, obviously, find us on Twitter at Tokyo Lives Cast. Uh, we post all sorts of fun stuff on there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be posting that Angela Anaconda thing for sure on our Twitter. <laughs> it's just Very so baffling. Soon. Uh, and then, uh, search Facebook. You'll find us there. Tokyo Lives. Uh, if you go to, uh, uh, TokyoLivesPodcast.com, that is our website. Uh, we've been really lax, even though we've been in the quarantine, uh, we've been really lax about articles and the such. But uh, I have an idea for one coming up real soon uh, that kind of popped to me in a dream. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, search for us on iTunes, Tokyo Lives. If you leave us a review, uh, we will read it out on the cast. Uh, what am I forgetting? Where am I forgetting? Oh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com. Uh, search Tokyo Lives Podcast. You will find us. Once again, we are not Tokyo Lives. That is a different channel. We are Tokyo Lives Podcast on YouTube. Uh, I have another re episode ready to post. I just have not posted it yet. So by the time you are hearing this episode, <laughs> it most likely will already be out. So, um, blah. did I miss any bumps? Am I missing anything? I think that's all the bumps. I think so. I'm very tired. Let me reach out and feel <laughs> the bumps. Feel the vibes. Mm. I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, that's all the bumps. Uh, yeah, Rob will be announcing the next episode on Twitter. Uh, that'll be in the middle uh, or in uh, June. As uh, part of his brilliant plan. As part of his uh, brilliant, uh, well thought out plan, uh, yes, plan yes, 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 fit mm -hmm. for Miotismon himself. <laughs> yes, yeah. mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, but anyway, uh, hope you guys enjoyed us talking about uh, Digimon the movie. Uh, this is just the beginning of us talking about Digimon. Uh, there is a lot, uh, and especially if you know me personally. <laughs> and there's this a is lot. all I'm going to talk about for a couple weeks. 
<laughs> and there is a lot that I am very excited to talk about in regards <laughs> to Digimon, including other movies and also full series. So, uh, yeah, that's and a lot. There's weird lot. armor dogs. Lots of, there's so many weird armor dogs. There's a lot of weird armor dogs <laughs> in Digimon. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right, guys, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>